I'm Tyler Dennering. I'm Connery Hansen. And this is The Franchise. That's our theme music. And today we're talking about the first film in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy. Spider-Man. It's just oh, called, really? it's called, it's called <laughs> Spider-Man. And with us today, we have, wait, I forgot how to, I forgot to ask if I should introduce you, how I should introduce you, Turin. <laughs> okay. Uh, my name is a good start, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> today we have Turin O'Neill. Hi, Turin. What's going on? But uh, yeah, Turin, uh, your wife, Alyssa, was our first guest. And you're, and you're, you're doxing me. What the hell? Wait. Oh, no. <laughs> I should have asked if you wanted to know that. If you're that. We're going to find my house. All right. But. Well, I'll cut it out if you want. <laughs> no, I don't care. Uh, you don't know Alyssa. Yeah, she was on, and I gave her a lot of grief for it. It was fun. Wow. <laughs> Why'd you give her grief for she it? She was really self-conscious about it, so I had to feed off that for a while. Oh, perfect. That's how I survive quarantine well, well she, she did a fantastic job you're like a weird podcast golem <laughs> <laughs> that's not the first time i've as been you're described wearing a... as that so don't... <laughs> <laughs> there you go i'll put it on your dvd your dvd cover that's how you should have introduced me <laughs> podcast <laughs> golem and today we have with us podcast golem turn o'neill <laughs> you forgot the word renowned oh, man but, yeah okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, thanks for joining us on this episode. Um, why, I think I just asked if you wanted to do Spider-Man, but was there a specific reason why you wanted to do it? Uh, I mean, who doesn't like Spider-Man? Like, it's, it's like, I don't know, it's one of the few movies that I remember from my childhood, and I've erased most of my childhood from my memory, so it, like, it's, it's the only one I remember seeing like a million times in cinema, uh, apart from maybe yeah. Phantom Menace, but... <laughs> yeah, that brings back some traumatic memories that I'd like to revisit <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's funny. It's like I think all of us um, around the age where it's just like the Marvel Cinematic Universe came out really like strong around like 2011 or something. Like Avengers came out 2012, but when we were all like little kids, this was like Spider-Man was our movie, which was only like you know eight years before that or whatever, or like six years even before Iron Man, but. That's like that's the movie we we all went to see like dozens of times. At least me. I don't know how how many times you saw it in theaters, Connery. Or did you I see saw it, in it once, and then I saw it religiously on TBS whenever it was on there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or TNT or whatever. Yeah, TNT. Uh, TNT, not TNT's, TBS. I d- TNT's always got those movies. Yeah, I, def- I definitely mm. saw it like four times in the space of a week. So I I, wow, I, I think nice. I did the same with X Men, which was like. I guess the yeah, first right superhero movie of this kind of run. But, uh, yeah, I remember just seeing it religiously every couple of days, uh, milking my parents dry. That's <laughs> sweet, sweet Spider-Man. Did you have, a, like, a movie theater? Yes, we we have movie theaters in Ireland, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Fuck it, no. Is it, is it, you and say you is, grew up in Ireland? This is how we're going to start. All right. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see how this is going. I just didn't know, like, I've never Turin, been to your are, home. Are there showers in Ireland? <laughs> you actually have to heat up the water first before you take a shower. 
<laughs> All right, I'll talk to you guys um, later. See you. <laughs> no, I didn't no, know please. if like how surpri- I have never been to your your childhood home, so I didn't know if like you had if if it's like super suburban or what, or if you had to like. So it's just, whatever. Just whatever. <laughs> you had to walk you uphill went, you seven walked, miles in the snow. <laughs> you walked yeah. to the movie theater, and you saw this a bunch of times. You didn't have to go like an hour away. I wasn't sure. No. <laughs> no, I had to slip the you know cardboard into the soles of my shoes and walk, <laughs> walk four four miles to my nearest theater. <laughs> they had a guy playing piano over the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he asked a question like that, and like I've been I've been to Dublin. Or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, I was like, you fucking been to Ireland. <laughs> I guess I should know better. I haven't been to like. Suburban Ireland. That's true. So I just wasn't sure. It's for the best, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Taryn, have you been watching anything uh, in the past since whenever the last time we talked? Oh, I feel like I've watched everything <laughs> off the pod. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what? Uh, I think I saw you watch The Greatest Showman again. Yeah, we did. We did. That was enjoyable. Oh, how was I that? I love it, man. I don't know why. I, I love a good musical. Oh, thank God. I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird quirk in me that uh, I don't think. Irish Catholics would like, but you know, whatever. <laughs> musicals. Well, I'm ah. I'm also a big fan of musicals, and was raised Catholic as well. So there you go. All right, buck the system, man. Uh, <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, watch Greatest Showman. It's great. I mean, it's a total fabrication of a story, and like, <laughs> awful in some parts. But I don't. I don't know. I yeah. love I love Hugh Jackman. I don't know why. But, but I. I also got uh, Alyssa's parents to watch the, or not the room, the disaster artist. They wouldn't watch the room. So uh, this is a compromise. Yeah, I would say that's a compromise. (laughs) Yeah, that's a pretty big compromise. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's kind of all I've been watching, or all I can remember for the last two days, anyway. That's as far as my memory extends these these days. So a blur of the of the greatest showman and the disaster. (laughs) I've been watching a lot of crap TV, like you know. Married Ooh. at first sight. What's the Ooh, what's 90 Day Fiance? Yes. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I got you into 90 Day yeah, Fiance. Yeah, I, like, I, <laughs> I ripped through that show, I swear to God. I really regretted getting my visa the proper way. This is way more you fun. Been on that show. Yeah, god damn it. Missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah, you could have been famous, my dude. <laughs> yeah. What have you been doing, Connery? You said you had like you watched three intense movies the other day in a row. Ah, uh, yes. I g- put myself in like a coma after I watched them, but and I was exhausted. I <laughs> uh, so like I edited at like six thirty a.m. because I couldn't sleep, or that's when I, I always wake up. I'll, I'll be honest, that's when I always wake up. And so edited that, then I woke up and I was like, for some reason, I feel like watching Good Time. So I watched Good Time for the first time at like and eight a.m. Yeah, like 8 a.m. And I loved it. I thought it was really great. And then I was like, huh, you know what? I'm not quite done yet with my dark neon rampage. And so I watched Green Room. And that was was really intense. (laughs) And I wasn't through with myself just yet because it it got a little bit of murder murder juice and terrifyingness. Then I was like, you know what? I'll watch Mandy with Nicolas Cage. And yeah, so my neon fueled rampage ended <laughs> with uh, Mandy, and I believe I took a long nap after that. No Lenny Riefenstahl's Nazi propaganda movie. <laughs> Jesus, after. no, no, just to top it off. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh uh, yeah, but other than that, I I was telling Turin uh, when you were figuring out your mic, uh, I finished Persona Five, and then I jumped back into it because I have nothing else to do. 
and yeah. uh, that's what's been going on. <laughs> How about you, Tyler? What's 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 the deal? Yeah, like me, like I beat Jedi Academy twice since I got it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I just played it twice in a row. But I'll just start with video games first, since we're on that subject. Hell yeah! So, so I don't horridly segue back and forth. <laughs> but um, but anyways, Turin, what was the? Uh, <laughs> what kind of movie theater was it? In your hometown. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, talking about oh, segueing awkwardly back and forth. <laughs> was it like an AMC or a Regal or what? They don't <laughs> exist, man. Jesus. It's like a... What? They're, they're not um, movie theaters in Ireland. They don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> no you just had to bring like a horse and buggy to like... <laughs> I see. Well, they have men I, who run around in carriages and act things out. I see why I'm here now. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it was a regular movie theater with um, moving pictures. No, I know, but like, was it AMC or Regal? Or you know, it's brand names, R- damn it. I, I actually, I, I think IMC is the brand over there. <laughs> Funny enough, oh. or Savoy. Savoy. Ireland Motion Cinema? Yeah, I mean, no one cares about this, so, you know. Everyone yeah, cares I know. about I this. just wanted to, while I had, like, a decent segue, I wanted to horribly ruin it. So <laughs> that's why I wanted to come back to it. Yeah, you said, let's talk about video games, and then, turn. what kind of movie theaters are in Ireland? Exactly. And I hope you don't edit any of it. <laughs> I don't plan to. <laughs> video games. I finally stopped playing Skyrim, which I think has been a thing on this pod since it started, like, a month ago. <laughs> yeah, for now. I was playing it a lot much longer than that. But I sent Connery a video of me uninstalling it from my Switch. <laughs> Including the data? or <laughs> <laughs> No, I have the save still. <laughs> and then I sent Tyler back a very poetic, beautiful Norwegian woman singing uh, Beware the Dragonborn Cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so instead of Skyrim, I started playing The Witcher 3 finally. Yes! Success! <laughs> Which it's I didn't want to so reveal long. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I have, like, ten hours played on that game, so I'm just, like, in the second world. <laughs> like, it's, it seems like a giant, really long game. Huh? I don't believe it. I thought you'd never play that. I got you that, like, last Christmas. I know. I was surprised you didn't see me, like, on the friends list or whatever. I haven't got turned on my Switch in a while. Oh. Like, so I've just been Persona 5, Persona 5, Persona 5. <laughs> gotcha. But, yeah, I started finally playing it. <laughs> Yay! But yeah, sometimes all the mythical creatures that you fight are like really cool or like fantastical creatures. And then other Mm -hmm. times I'm just like, this quest is just here to show like, oh, you got to fight like the Lumberty Dump. And like, (laughs) I don't care about that character really. Like, what's this have to do with like the story? But it's also just like a giant lexicon of of monsters and stuff. So I can definitely see why it's like right up your alley, Connery. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's like the creature design is on point. It's all literally all about monsters, and I love it so much. But uh, in terms of a video and movie content, instead of <laughs> us being a video game podcast again. <laughs> right. Uh, I'll just go through three things real quick. I think I might start doing this from now on in some, to some degree, going through different streaming services, basically, of what I've seen. That's smart. Recommend. But um, I'll just start with, yeah, like Disney+. Plus. Uh, this podcast episode is not coming out for like another two weeks, I think. So probably whoever cares has probably already seen it by now. But um, the Star Wars: The Clone Wars animated show just wrapped up last week, I guess. Well, you know, like a month ago when this episode comes out. <laughs> uh, but the newest, the newest season, season nine, I think. I think it's like I watched all the seasons when they were on Netflix, basically. Um, a few years ago and I think the season just really is like a huge step up 
um, mostly in animation <laughs> and choreography <laughs> and everything like that. Like, there's been some well-written episodes throughout the whole series, but, like, the first three episodes of this season, it's just, like, the Bad Batch. Like, they're these, like, clones that are, like, quote-unquote rejects, and it's just kind of, like... A Magnificent Seven or something like that, where it's just like... Are they some kind of suicide squad? Yeah, it's more like they're some <laughs> some kind of suicide squad. Um, and, like, it's kind of cheesy, but all the way, like, they, they plan all, like, the, the digital cameras and stuff, since it's, like, a CG show and everything. Like, it feels, like, really great for animation because it's, like, things that are really hard to pull off live action, but it feels mm. just as good as, like, a really modern action movie. Um, but yeah, I just really like the character of like Ahsoka Tano and where she ends up in that whole series. And like the last three episodes are really good too. The little mm. ones in the season are like, they're, they're like still pretty good, but it's just like right after that, they have a massive battle and like Darth Maul's there and stuff. <laughs> and then <laughs> and Darth Maul's there. <laughs> yeah. It's just like a lot cooler, even though I'm not the hugest fan of his character in that show. It's just still <laughs> a worthy foe. Okay. So I'll just go through these other ones. Real quick. <laughs> it's good. It's, it's in 20 minutes. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, on Amazon, my selection right now is Trees Lounge, which is written and directed by Steve Buscemi. What? <laughs> and oh. starring Steve Buscemi. is like the first Shit. movie he directed. It's basically, he's just like a barfly on um, Long Island? Or is it Staten Island? He just goes to a bar all the time, and he's just like a fuck up, basically. And his life just gets worse throughout the movie. <laughs> but never so, like, depressingly bad. It's just more like, he's just kind of, like, a loser. <laughs> and stuff keeps happening to him that he kind of just causes himself. And it's just, like, a very, like, day-in-the-life kind of thing. Like, I really like the vibe of it. It's very, like, Jim Jarmusch, kind of. Hmm. It reminded me of, like, Patterson a little bit. But I definitely recommend that. It came out in, like, 1996. That's so not anything new, but it's on Amazon Prime right now. Check it out. I recommend it. And then... Connor, have you ever seen the Wicker Man, the original Wicker Man, not the Nick Cage Wicker Man? <laughs> uh, it sounds familiar. Maybe I missed it a couple times on something. But is uh, it a found footage horror movie? No. Uh. That's Blair Witch Project. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen it turn? The original? No. Oh, okay. Well, I definitely recommend that. It's on Netflix. And I asked you specifically, Connery, because it's like right up your alley. Because it's basically, okay. like you saw Midsummer, right? Or Midsummer? Yes. I would say it's basically Midsommar, but like from 40 years ago with Christopher Lee and musical sequences. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah, count me in. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, this is all up Connery's Alley. It's like secret (laughs) society, weird masks, creepy, like kind of cult stuff. And uh, then they have sing-along songs and and it's like very 70s. I'm like, this is absolutely up Connery's Alley. (laughs) So, okay, for sure. I'm going to watch that tomorrow night for sure. That'll be fun. Yeah, check that out. It's on Netflix right now. Um, I don't know how long any of these things will be on there, <laughs> except for Clone Wars will be on Disney Plus forever. But <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's all I got right now. <laughs> so I guess we should talk about Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, Spider-Man. Well, hey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm here. Yeah, You're Andrew Garfield is so good in this movie. <laughs> um, when he just He's... like beats everyone up, it's like, oh, you all, I hate you guys. You know what? You know what I like the best about Andrew Garfield in this Spider-Man movie? He's so he's so cool, and he rides a skateboard, and he's not a <laughs> he's not a dweeb. I mean, Spider-Man's not a dweeb. He's the coolest guy you'll ever meet in your goddamn life. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, just kidding. We're gonna. And he's so handsome. <laughs> Spider-Man's supposed <laughs> to be handsome. Uh, but uh, yeah, Tobey Maguire 
is in this one. <laughs> Not Andrew Garfield. Um, Kari, do you want to kick this off, basically, from the very beginning? Absolutely. I'm going to kick us off with bongo music from Danny Elfman. And <laughs> I, love oh, yeah. the, I love the opening credits so much. I love just, like, the red suit kind of just, like, putting on the spider webs as it, like, mm-hmm. kind of the sequence goes. I'm like, this is sick as hell. Yeah, and the score is great. And, like, I can't remember if Danny Elfman has done any other, like, superhero scores between this and Batman. But I'm like, yeah, this is there's a reason why, like, both of these scores are so iconic. Like, it's, like, yeah. prime Dan- Danny Elfman music. It very much so is, and there's so many other moments in this where I'm just like, he he nails it. it might be one of like his last really great scores that he does. But uh, but yeah, um, then we cut to Peter Parker being all like, "Do you want to hear the story of my life? Are you really sure?" Well, here we go. <laughs> I really hate and, this. Uh, <laughs> you don't like it? Oh, fuck. He said you like this movie. I, I do. All right, I'm gonna have to preface this entire podcast. I think I really enjoy this movie. <laughs> But, but I'm also a very cynical person, so yeah. <laughs> it's. Uh, I just hate when people in movies say things like, "You know, are you sure you want to know what happens?" It's like, yeah, buddy, I'm watching <laughs> yeah, the fucking is, movie. Those are the things I like about the movie, though, is that it's like it is just like cheesy, but it's like if you just buy into it right. in a way, like it's I don't know, it's very like emotional for me, I guess, but. <laughs> It's also just as stupid at the same time. Like, I can see both sides of it. It's very cornball, especially when he goes like, this is the story about, and it's like, this is a story about, like, every every good story. It starts with a girl <laughs> yeah. and a guy. Yeah. But can you imagine if movies still did that? Like, any kind of intro like this? Like, if more movies did it? Like, is this corny just because it's, like, outdated, right. quote unquote? Like, or is it? I mean, it's also corny on its own, but it's like, sometimes I just miss corny movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a certain there's cheesiness, but there's also it feels so kind at the same time right. and sweet. Where I'm like, Peter Parker is narrating this, and he, this is like definitely his view of the world and himself. And... He really likes Mary Jane. <laughs> yeah, he loves Mary Jane. <laughs> like that's his girl. Yeah. But yeah, so we meet Peter Parker, and he's a big dumb dork, and he chases the bus, and uh, Mary Jane tells the bus to stop. Peter gets on. No one wants to sit next to him. <laughs> Even the dorky girl and fat um, donut man doesn't want to sit next to him. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's like, I wish I was him. Or even yeah. him, and it's like, the donut man eating a donut or something. It's like, yeah, okay. Jelly it's like, do you really want to be donut man? And I like when donut man's like, you can't sit next to me. If I was Peter, I'd be like, I don't want to sit next to you. They're going to spew jelly donut all over me. <laughs> these these kind of scenes really uh, kind of upset me in movies. Because, it, like, I don't know what it's like for you guys in high school, but it built up this, like, real Lord of the Flies attitude to... Like yeah. American high schools are like shit, man. This stuff is rough. <laughs> How do Especially people get like through Flash this? Thompson. Right? It's like, oh, is it just Thompson, like yeah. get through this without dying? Is that the purpose of high school in America? Hey, Turin, in uh, Ireland. Yes, we have buses. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, did you have like an indoor school, kind of like the school in there? Our schools have walls, yes, and a roof. And... Yeah, my school doesn't. My school didn't have walls. Like California schools, like that's what the thing. What are you talking like, about? No, you, in you movies, didn't have a classroom. Yeah, yeah, like in movies and everything, they're always like the classic like Midwest school or whatever, where it's like all inside and they have lockers and everything. Mm-hmm. But for me, growing up, they're all like bungalows or like um like all these hall external halls but like in every classic like american movie or whatever it's like 
you know, there's two two stories of the of the school right. and like all the lockers and it's like, hey kid, and they push him up against a locker. <laughs> yeah. So I was just wondering if you had like a locker situation like that or <laughs> We do have lockers, yes. <laughs> That's true. But <laughs> this is my new favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> this just comes out of my envy of like Having the school that's never shown in movies, where it's just like it's just I'm like, oh, my school is just not as cool because it <laughs> well, doesn't show up in movies because it's because I just because I guess because California's weather is so like moderate. Right. It sounds like probably. you just went to school in an open field. <laughs> yeah, I basically did. I wish I my did school was life, but... my friend. Okay. <laughs> no, no, uh, I, like all Irish schools are like basically run by the Catholic Church. So, but yeah, we go we go to a college campus tour pretty much immediately. Um, and we learn all about spiders. We meet a, why? Oh, oh, we meet a Willem Dafoe and James Franco who pull up in a car and James Franco (laughs) and Willem Dafoe don't get along that well. Um, yeah, which is like, uh, is there like, is there even a reason why they don't get along that well? (laughs) It seems like James Franco is just being kind of like grouchy. Well, don't they say that he got like kicked out of a bunch of schools or something? And that's why he's now in this crappy public school. With and all it seems the police, like Willem Dafoe still cares about him. Yeah, all the yeah it's it's like a what's his name? Uh, Norman wants Harry to do good in school and be a good guy. It just seems like Norman could or Harry could care less yeah, about Harry. that. But yeah, whatever they do, they do not get along at the moment, like not very well at all. But yeah, um, they pull up and uh, Willem Dafoe meets uh, Peter Parker, mm-hmm. and he likes him. <laughs> Yeah, and they, he likes him immediately. He's like, hey, this guy rocks. All right, awesome. He likes science. I like science. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the meme. The you meme. Know, I'm a is. bit of a scientist myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like literally my favorite line. Well, the foe's a crazy man. Like, he is in so many, like, just, I, okay, so, you know, he's an Aquaman as, like, a supporting character, which yeah. came out, like, two years ago. But just, like, seeing him in one of these, like, probably like the early the biggest early superhero movie he's just like yeah sure i'll do it and then like Mm -hmm. having that context that's how i knew him as a kid basically is from spider-man but that now that i'm older i'm watching like he's like paul schrader movies and like all these different (laughs) films that he's just was in he's just like he like basically uh went up in acting through like doing experimental like live theater and stuff like that like so it's just funny you can tell oh yeah (laughs) He's a weird fucker. Like, I don't know. I've never seen a man commit to every scene so hard as Willem Dafoe. He's just like, yeah, like he and that's what makes him spectacular. <laughs> yeah, he like you could say he like overacts in this movie, but it, it's it amazing because it's yeah. Green Goblin. <laughs> it's so it makes it seem so primal and just like fun and comic booky in like the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Like I love his performance in this so much. And he has so many memorable lines I can just, like, uh, quote yeah. verbatim so easily. I thought about yeah. trying to shoehorn in a Willem Dafoe segment into your podcast without asking. <laughs> oh, please do. <laughs> no, I do. didn't do it in the end. So. I was going to uh, uh, rate all of his goofiest moments and call it... In this movie or in, just in a In this movie time? and call it... <laughs> we should Willem, definitely do that. Willem, uh, Willem yes. Dafoe moments. at the end. No, it's too late now. Willem Dafoe <laughs> moments, Turin! Have you decided Dufun. not to do this? I, I don't know. I haven't rated them, so... <laughs> Okay, we'll do it at the end. <laughs> okay, we're going to go through a lot of moments, and I'm going to need your ranking. That's that's our game at the end of this. 
I have another game too that we'll do. Okay, good. We'll play multiple games. That's yeah. my favorite. This pod, this app will be four hours long. <laughs> oh, probably. Jesus. So anyway, Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Um... <laughs> good segue, Tyler. Um, uh, uh... <laughs> We're so at goes, genetic research. I'm a bit of a Clone Wars myself, and then they go inside, <laughs> and then there's spiders. <laughs> Yeah, there are lots of spiders. Um, I like this teacher. Like this, I don't know who that actor is, but that teacher always stood out to me as a kid. Like I'm like, I like Peter Parker's teacher. Oh, <laughs> I, don't know why. Cool. I found him so menacing. He was terrifying. He, he was pretty grumpy. Maybe that's why. But he's, he just had this low whisper. He's like, you know, you kids were talking through that entire woman's presentation. I'm gonna rip your fucking throat out. <laughs> he's a very authoritative figure. Like you're like, you're like shit. Yeah. He's, gonna, he's gonna get me expelled. I better shape up. Uh, he's like Charles Bronson or something. Yeah, it's just like this low menace in his voice. Like this guy's the real yeah. like MVP of this movie. But <laughs> I like that the oh turn go ahead. Sorry. No, but I, I love the fact that when he was saying this shit, like Flash Thompson and all his mates are clearly like. Probably four years older than him. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's like, <laughs> well, like in the early 30s. Like, played by like Joe Manganiello, <laughs> who like would go on to like, what is he? He's in a lot of stuff, but um, he was gonna be Slade Wilson or whatever in right, the yeah, Justice yeah. League tr- like sequel or whatever. That never happened. But Jesus. Just, everyone at that high school is definitely in their like late 20s. <laughs> yeah. Mm hmm. The the genetic scientist lady, she says the word spider sense, which is fun. Yeah. She says something funny like, we replace all the cells with like spider DNA or something. Like, yeah, and something some really have the ability pre bordering on precognition, a sort of spider sense, if you will. <laughs> this is one of the worst run scientific labs I've ever seen. Literally, yeah. one of the, the students points out that a spider is missing. <laughs> Instead, she's like, eh. I'm sure it's somewhere, you know. One of these <laughs> other radio- really worked on it. I don't know. Who gives a shit? It's only a genetically altered yeah, super spider. Radioactive engineered hiding. spider. <laughs> Meh, it's probably somewhere. I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, a a good a good a good bad bro moment is when uh, uh what's his name? Uh, Peter Parker gives James Franco some fun facts, and then James Franco goes up to Mary Jane to flirt with her and recycles those fun facts right in front of Peter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got cucked, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he got hit hard. I was like, "That is brutal." <laughs> and it was him looking at Peter like, "Sorry, I didn't. What else was I supposed to do but use the things you just said to me right in front of you to the girl I know you like?" Sorry. Classic James Franco. And it was a a good analogy for uh, the uh, class system of capitalism generally. You know, good point. <laughs> Take, taking the fruits of middle, the working class for. Personal yeah, game. <laughs> Peter gets bit by the spider, and uh... but before that, before that, he's taking he takes a photo of Mary Jane because she's like, "Oh, you should take a photo. Do you need a photo of me for like the class paper?" And he's, and like, he's like, oh, "Yes, oh, sure. I need so many." Sure, and then he takes like eighty. Photos. <laughs> it's a such and a long just, like, scene. Posing forever. <laughs> it goes on. I'm for just gonna so say, long. Tyler, this entire movie, this entire movie, I'm like. Toby Maguire is Tyler Jennering as Spider Man, and that's <laughs> why I just, I, <laughs> it's just, just all every, he, he, t- he takes a bunch of pictures. I don't know. I had fun pretending that Tyler was Spider Man this entire movie <laughs> because I take photos and because you take photos and you're also sometimes a little awkward. <laughs> Does that just mean awkward? Because yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's an <laughs> yeah, awkward way true. of saying awkward. So yeah, an awkward <laughs> fun way of saying awkward. 
Why do you think we have a podcast so... together? <laughs> <laughs> you are Toby Maguire without a James Franco. Yeah, we're just two Toby. The two Tobys. <laughs> two Tobys. New name. At first, this movie, I was like, "Am I James Franco in that case?" If like Tyler's, to- if Tyler's Spider Man, am I James Franco? And I was like, "Nah, fuck it, I'm Green Goblin." <laughs> yeah, you're not Spider Hand. No, but <laughs> um, where are we? Okay, yeah, Spider Bite, and then we get that cool sequence where it says "new species confirmed," which I really, really like after Peter's bit. <laughs> like they confirm that Spider Man <laughs> exists, basically. Spider-Man's here now because it's like new species. I'm like, hey, that's cool. I like that for whatever reason. Yeah, um, I, I got confused here because like you know that screen where it's, it says the like powers of this spider. It says precognition yeah. and spider sense. Is that like a standard oh, it says lexicon both? of? I didn't think he could see like precognition as in seeing into the future. It's like hyper reflexes pretty much. So it, it borders on precognition, but it's like he's able to kind of predict movements and things slow Ooh. down almost. So it's like his spider super reflexes pretty much. Would Spider-Man be like, they should make a Spider-Man Final Destination movie. <laughs> because he can he detect death however, every second. <laughs> yeah, he can tell how everyone's gonna die, but he like, can actually avoid it. <laughs> That'd be like the ultimate challenge of like whatever the bad guy in the Final Destination movies is, like the specter of death, I guess, versus Spider-Man. Yeah. That would be a good comic. Tony Todd. That might be kind of fun. There must be some sort of comic where his spider sense is heightened to like an extreme degree where he actually gets like precognition and can like do crazy shit like that. Yeah, there's that one where he gets eight arms. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he turns into man spider. <laughs> Similar to man bat. <laughs> yeah. Uh Norman's military test facility yes. at Oscorp. Uh, things are going wrong with the super soldier serum. We see the um, glider for the first time. Oh, and yeah. yeah, the meeting doesn't go well. Um, Norman's on the verge of losing the company. And he is very scared. Um, let's see. Doesn't, oh, he the just, Parker... doesn't he shoot his coworker after that? Or is that later? No, <laughs> that's later. <laughs> but I, lo- I love in the scene that, you know, I think he says the test is like, successful except for one person who died and it's like that's that's, yeah. like, that's a pretty good ratio for the military i feel <laughs> yeah. like it's like it's like 800 percent human strength it's like they, yeah i'm in that's you don't need to sell you don't need to sell me anymore no we're we're a responsible military we're not in the business of killing people Back to formula. Yeah. Is that yeah? Is that when he says that? Because I wrote that down. It is. Uh, I thought he wrote it. I thought he said after he shot the guy. Yeah, it's, he says it at first when the guy's like, "We're gonna have to take the whole line back to formula," and then Norman goes back to formula, and then when he goes crazy, he goes back to formula. <laughs> yeah. Back to formula. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, we go over the Parker residence after the field trip after Peter's spider bite. Uncle Ben has uh, lost his job as an electrician, and Aunt May's like, "You know what? We'll make it through in the end. Don't you worry." Uncle Ben, who is the, both the best Uncle Ben and Aunt May I could ever like ask for, <laughs> for like this classical spider-man like mm-hmm. however so tomei is uh aunt may but like it's just a totally different world you know i feel i feel like yeah. uncle ben would be insufferable he's like quoting bible verses as he changes the light bulb he's like that does how he like <laughs> goes around the house <laughs> Boil- hey michelangelo yeah. you got time to pay i'm <laughs> <laughs> just getting really annoying <laughs> For a while, though I nay, though I walk through the valley in shadow of evil <laughs> yeah. and death, just I will boiling the kettle. Evil. <laughs> <He's really nice. laughs> 
Like, once he first showed up on screen or whatever, like, because we both hadn't seen it in a few years, uh, Lily and I, and we are both just mm-hmm. like, he looks like, and we're both just like, Johnny Cash. <laughs> like, he just basically is Johnny Cash. Oh. I, gotta, uh, I gotta say, like, this house that they live in is the most horrid piece of architecture I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention I docs turn on a bunch of other things, but he's also an architect. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Oh shit! But it's just this like horrific collection of awful wallpapers in every room that just do not go together. It is awful. It's like old person's residence, basically by San Sam Raimi. You know, <laughs> it hurt my eyes to look at. Oh yeah. It hurt my but Peter comes home, goes straight to his room oh, because yeah. he has to turn into Spider-Man. And yeah, his face turns into a skull. <laughs> yeah. His face turns into a skull at one point, and I thought that was funny. Oh, yeah, that was dope. <laughs> Fever dream <laughs> <The> montage. montage. <laughs> I love yeah. that like, That's like all straight, like, it's like, yeah, this guy directed the Evil Dead movies. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love it. <laughs> like backlit spiders and flashes of skulls. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why? And it's going, like, ah! <laughs> random images. It's just so silly, and like, I love it. <laughs> It's so good. Um, meanwhile, during Peter's transformation, Norman goes over his own transformation where he forces his uh, nerdy scientist buddy who says we have to go back to formula to help him become <laughs> Green Goblin. And I enjoy the scene because he puts those metal clamps down on, what's his name, uh, Willem Dafoe's bare <laughs> chest, and he goes, ooh, it's cold. This is one of my goofy Willem Dafoe Yeah, I wrote that down too. It's so good. He's like, <laughs> ooh, it's cold. cold. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like ooh, right on my nips. It's cold. He doesn't <laughs> even know what's about to happen. Exactly. And one of my favorite things. This isn't like shots going into like Norman, which I think would be a little much. It's just gas, which <laughs> yeah. I kind of like. He's in like a gas chamber. <laughs> yeah, and I enjoyed that for some reason. I'm like, I'm glad this is some like horrible visceral like needles get stabbed into him and we see all the green stuff go in his veins it's like no it's just gas gets like shot and then we get another horrifying vision of having a full-on seizure but yeah and it's kind of like almost laughing gas because he doesn't doesn't he end the scene just going like (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah he kind of he wakes up and he goes like back to formula and then (laughs) he like perches himself on the window or something doesn't it (laughs) Yeah, like on like the railing, like lunges at uh, the doctor assistant and kills him. I, I I still didn't get why he was using it on himself. Like it was at a human trial, as established in the previous scene. It was like Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde kind of scenario where he's like he's about to lose funding, so I think it's more like time more than anything else. Where the doctor's like, "We can get a guy. I just need two weeks," and he's like, two weeks. In two weeks, Oscorp will be dead." Yeah. I will say, like, this movie really moves. Like, oh, man. for being called a movie, it definitely lives up to its name. <laughs> like, it doesn't spend too much time on anything like that, where it's just like, don't worry, it's just fun. Like, <laughs> we don't have to over-explain everything. Right. I, I thought the, like, first 15 minutes of this movie were amazing. I mean, it went so quickly. Yeah. Everything happened in that first 15 minutes. It was like, it did yeah. not feel rushed mean... at all. It was just, like... Yeah. yeah. Both the hero and the villain transform so, like easily and it just mm-hmm. slides all into place so fast yeah. and good it introduces all every too... character as well and it's just like mm-hmm. yeah you kind of instantly it get it drawn out yeah. or like too fast at the same time yeah it's like this whole movie yeah. is like perfectly edited basically mm-hmm. per scene but i guess mm-hmm. we forgot to talk about like the lunch the lunch fight or whatever oh no that but... comes later oh it does oh yeah you're right because he's yeah. just becoming spider-man yeah yeah because uh 
Peter now he is wakes buff up and he's when he wakes buff. up. <laughs> yep. Um, his window, I, I noted, is right next to Mary Jane's. So yeah. I can only imagine how many times he's perved out at her secretly <laughs> for years. Yeah. I know. I thought about that, too. It's like, that's just, that's like pure movie. That's like, a house wouldn't be built like that, right? Like, hopefully not. <laughs> you think that. Yeah, I direct know. window <laughs> straight across yeah. from each other. But overlooking your beautiful teenage neighbor. <laughs> well, like, I, w- I wasn't sure if like Sam Raimi was going for like a straight comparison in this scene of like the teenager getting caught like jerking off in his room by his mother because <laughs> he's like because oh he's like I don't know going through changes and like there's webbing everywhere and then his yeah. grandmother That's... tries to bombard in. He's like, no, <laughs> close the door. Yeah. I mean, it is like, I guess Spider-Man in general has always been kind of like a, uh, if he's maturing into a man, like it's like a... It's a whole metaphor for puberty, right. like yeah, puberty. up in general. Mm. So, uh, Maybe a but yeah, that's like the X-rated Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but M- MJ lives in a bad home. I mean, um, he doesn't even have capsules this time. He literally just shoots it out of his arms, so... I love the organic webs. He I know a lot of people get a shit, but I, I like his organic webbing so much, whatever. I like that he doesn't have to be a ding dang scientist he just has it like it's just part of his spider powers i'm like that's cool yeah he's like a really smart guy but like they don't have to like over explain any of that stuff by getting around it that way they just put some einstein posters on his wall and a periodic table poster yeah only nerds have that (laughs) shit so that's how we know (laughs) he is a bit of a scientist Yeah, so <laughs> Peter's buff, and he has a little more confidence now. He leaves the home the next morning, runs he up the wall. He takes off his glasses. Then, he doesn't yep. use glasses anymore. He, like, jumps over the stairs or whatever in a funny way. And then Uncle Ben goes like, hey, Michelangelo, don't forget, we're painting the kitchen later today. He's like, you got it, Uncle Ben. Yeah. He goes, fuck you, Uncle Ben. Like, I'm going to the library. <laughs> Is that how he comes down the stairs? I'm ripped now. Like, every morning? You know, he's yeah, no, so comfortable doing I think he's just happy it. to be like, buff. Okay. What a jerk. So, no wonder yeah. they have to paint it constantly. <laughs> His shoes yeah. scuff, He's just scuffing all the walls. The walls. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely, it's definitely not a showing of his new powers or anything. He just always did that. <laughs> but yeah, um, he leaves his house. MJ obviously lives in a bad home because her dad chases her out and berates her <laughs> and calls her just as bad as her mother. Yeah, and he's wearing like a wife beater t-shirt, isn't mm-hmm. he? Just a stereotypical yeah. reputation of the worst dad in the world. And um, Peter follows her for like a block and is kind of just psyching himself out. He's going to try to ask her out. Um, MJ gets in a car with a bunch of her friends and drives away. In a convertible. <laughs> that's the end of that. Yeah, in a convertible. All her classic, friends have really cool cars. Yeah, classic early 2000s. There's just like a bunch of girls like picking up another girl in a convertible. <laughs> like it's just like very. Oh. Yeah, they're going to have to sell that car if they all move into the city because having a car in New York is just, like, the dumbest idea in the world. <laughs> and, yeah, um, Peter misses the bus again. He chases it and finds out his hands are sticky because he rips off the Spirit Week banner. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's like, huh, interesting. Does he, like, Harry outrun find... the bus or something? <laughs> no, it'd, it'd be really cool if he did outrun the bus, though, but he just kind of grabs the – he catches up to the bus or before he couldn't, and then, like, he sticks his hand and then it rips off the Spirit poster and he stops and he's like – Huh. Interesting. His spider legs hadn't kicked in yet. His <laughs> spider legs. Um, Harry finds Norman on the floor, and uh, he tells, and then we learn that Dr. S- Dr. Strom, um, the assistant scientist who helped Willem Dafoe turn into Green Goblin, is dead. 
and the flight suit and glider are missing. And uh, Norman did all these things. He just doesn't remember because he has split personality disorder at the moment. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I like that he's not just, like, purely evil. Like, you can see him struggling throughout the movie, even though he ultimately succumbs to, like, being a bad dude. Mm-hmm. But Like, um, there's parts of Norman Osborn there until he fully succumbs to being the Green Goblin. Yeah. There's also, like, a lot of Maker's Mark in his house. <laughs> <laughs> there is i debated so hard having like an old-fashioned during this and i was like no i won't be like sober for this and then turns drinking and i was like i should have, i should have just made myself one because i yeah. have maker's mark here but anyway um peter saves mj's lunch by uh very dramatically catching it and catching her and she's like oh, me. <laughs> and uh he can't even really speak to her <laughs> after that smooth catch and she goes all right well bye <laughs> Um, he tests his sticky webs and he ends up throwing a lunch tray at Flash's head and then Flash challenges him to a fight and Peter's like, please, let's not fight. And he says, yeah, I wouldn't want to fight me neither. <laughs> and then they fight and yeah. uh, Spider-Man kicks ends up his ass. crushing his sternum with a single blow, <laughs> sending <laughs> right. him across the room. <laughs> like the amount of super strength that is demonstrated by Spider-Man, it's like, if you can't control your powers, you just shattered every bone <laughs> yeah. in his body. His entire chest cavity yeah. is just gone. <laughs> he's like the classic like Flash Thompson or whatever, where he's just like barely even there. He's just a bully. But I do really yeah. like different movie, but I, I do like Tony Revolori a lot in the new ones as like Flash Thompson because he like loves Spider Man, but he hates Peter Parker. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. In uh in the comics for a little while, Flash Thomas or Flash Thompson becomes a Venom. Yeah, and he, he's like he's like Agent Venom, which I think is kind of fun, and I like the idea of like, going forward in the future and this cast aging up, and that guy actually becoming an Agent Venom might be really really cool. <laughs> is uh is Woody Harrelson in the comics, the Spider Man comics? Woody Harrelson is in the Spider Man comics. He's wait, prevalent. Wait, it, they existed before Woody Harrelson was born. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only asking because he's playing Carnage in Venom too. <laughs> Uh, Cletus Cassidy is in the comics, Tyler, but yeah. but it's not in the likeness of Woody Harrelson, even though they just cast <laughs> um, him. Just like they're like, no. I'm going to model this guy after like this this bartender from this movie from the show Cheers. That just came <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't have many images of Cletus Cassidy, but like probably the one thing I have is like Absolute Carnage, and he's kind of like a walking corpse in that, pretty much. So I'm not sure if that really does it justice either. Mm-hmm. But anywho's it. <laughs> Carnage talk aside, um, yeah, um, he fights Flash Thompson and wins. Uh, Harry's really impressed, and MJ's a little scared of Peter right now because he thoroughly destroyed Flash. <laughs> yeah, he, like, broke that guy's neck or something. Yeah. Um, sticky web hijinks um, ensue with Peter climbing up the walls and learning he has And he goes on the sense. roof, right? Yeah, he jumps across the rooftops, and, and he makes we all see the, the little hairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he just makes swoopy sounds. He goes like, go, Web, go! Go! Yeah. Like, do it! He, he makes two DC references going Shazam, and then, uh, what was the other one? He says, uh, he says Shazam, and... Shoot, come on. I thought it was just Shazam. No, he says one more that's also another DC thing, but I'm forgetting what it was. Booster oh, well. Gold! <laughs> <laughs> Booster Gold! Martha! <laughs> Swamp Thing! <laughs> He makes a really deep booster gold cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny with that, uh, him saying Shazam in this, because I'm like, wow, they actually made a Shazam movie. Like, who would have thought at that point that they would make all these superhero movies? 
Mm-hmm. And then in Spider-Man 2, he has a Doctor Strange reference, and now Sam Raimi's directing Doctor Strange 2. It's like, yeah! <laughs> That's pretty great. <laughs> but, yeah, he saves all that stuff, he jumps around, and then he keeps jumping over the things, and then he doesn't make one of the jumps, right? He just falls down. Isn't that what happens? No, he uh, he tries to do like a web swing across, and then he just slams into a poster, and I'm not sure if he just goes, <laughs> knocks himself out unconscious, and night falls. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's yeah. a ballsy <laughs> move, considering he's just just now discovered his web powers. <laughs> yeah, I just gotta he's swing he's across this building. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, he gets home at night. He sees Uncle Ben has painted the kitchen without him, and I think he leaves a little note saying, what took you so long, Michelangelo? I painted the Sistine Chapel without you. <laughs> LOL, Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben's and, the best. Uh, Peter goes inside to take out the trash. He runs to MJ, who is chased out of her house again by her angry father. Oh, yeah. I honestly like, love and, this scene. Mm, and like while we were watching it, it was also like, they're they like their fence, like they can just see into each other's yards. I'm like, yeah. There's also like the window where they just look into each other's <laughs> rooms. So, mm-hmm. but it's all like it's those kinds of things that it's just like anachronistic. I think for it being like just to condense the whole world and make it easier without it being too stupid. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, They're just neighbors. She's classic girl next door. The class- yeah. In every sense of the it's word. The classic uh, dark, dark, trash dark bonding typical. scene. <laughs> the trash bonding scene. Uh, yeah. Um. We learned that Peter wants to move into the city after high school, and probably he's going to college, although we don't really see it that much. Um, she, MJ says, oh, I'm going to the big Broadway, so she wants to be an actress. Peter's yeah. like, oh, my God, that's so cool. I cried when I saw you in Cinderella, and she's like, Peter, we were five, and he's like, even more so. Yeah, I really love the scene, like, because he's like, the way he delivers it and everything, he's like, I cried like a baby when you played Cinderella, and like, I don't know, he just like seems... Like, really genuine. Yeah. And then she's like, that was first grade, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> and he gives that little speech where he's like, he's like, sometimes, like, you just know. Like, you look at somebody and you know where they're headed. And that makes her smile. And it, it's a really sweet. Every interaction with them is just so sweet. Like, they have such a good connection. Anyway, who's it? Um, where are we? He, he, I think uh, he talks to her and then he, like, wants to get a car. Like, something comes up where he wants to get a car, right? I forget the impetus, but like flash pulls up when they're talking over the mutual trash bonding yes he has a cool new car yeah he does yeah he has a convertible everyone in new york drives a convertible for some reason in <laughs> eternal summer in new, new york, york. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like check out my birthday present she's like i have to go i wanted like you have to really <laughs> yeah look at that thing and then he <laughs> looks through the a newspaper. Ooh, well, well, remember those? Doesn't he get a montage of a, of a ghostly car and a ghostly MJ like floating oh, floating yes. over screen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like an old car, like a fifties car, right, or something like that. Yeah, I forget like exactly, but it's just like it's just, and then it's MJ's head just floats by. <laughs> yeah, I love, he's, I love that. Stuff he's putting so it all much. together. <laughs> I wish movies still did stuff like this. Like it's so like on the nose but i love it because it's like oh that's like it's a visual it's a visual medium like of course you want to see these things like even if it's too much sometimes like i'd rather do that than like ha- just have somebody looking at a newspaper like that's boring right. you know <laughs> just go wild during the series sketching out his uh, costume as well to like enter the wrestling contest where it says you'll win three thousand dollars this is made by a uh, or all those sketches are made by uh, comic artist Phil Jimenez, which is cool. He apparently was very popular in the 90s. And oh. 
drew a lot of stuff like DC and Marvel. Pretty much did, did a little bit of everything, which is really cool. Yeah. And yeah, so, he drew all the sketches of Spider-Man suit. Yeah, Tobey Maguire's a master, or Peter Parker's like a master sketcher and like draws all these <laughs> cool designs for his suit. And then he shows up mm. in his really stupid like sweatpants <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to go fight Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> and be mean to Macho Man Randy Savage. Mm. But before we before we meet Macho Man Randy Savage, Octavia Spencer checks him in. <laughs> yes, she does. And even before that, we learned the great power with comes great responsibility scene when Uncle Ben drops oh, him off, right. thinking he's just going to the library. I guess that's kind of important. <laughs> <laughs> it's very it's only the ethos of Spider Man, but you know. Yeah, that's another great scene too. And then Peter's just like a jerk to Uncle Ben. He's like, You're not my dad, stop acting like it. And he's just like, Oh my god, okay. Uncle Ben's just really sad and it's like, No, I know what's gonna happen. Don't <laughs> it's do the worst it. Thing in the world. Like, every time I watch this movie, I'm like, Peter, be nicer this time. I'm like, fuck, it's a movie. It won't change. <laughs> like He never will. It hurts my heart. Uh, it does. It hurts my he just he's so genuinely hurt too. It's not even like okay like you'll get over the he's like actually hurt and i'm like oh yeah. my god that's so horrible mm-hmm. but yeah now we fight macho man randy savage and octavia spencer signs us in and it's a interesting fight um peter throws a gay joke at macho man randy yeah. savage yeah and Slightly i like the meme of that like that's that's like one of the, that's probably one of the only few things of the of this movie that has not aged well just like yeah. Ooh, like that's really not good but i like all the mm. memes uh it's like the first spider-man quip is like a degrading gay joke at at bone saw and i'm like the homophobic remark he's like where'd you get your suit like your husband make it for you i'm like jeez i like the the memes of it where like macho man randy savage is like well yeah he actually did and then spider-man's like that's great (laughs) that's great it looks good i like how somebody on there and i just switched around where it's just like a nice thing But uh, Bruce Campbell also has a cameo as, like, the announcer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Spider-Man's like, call me, like, what's he say? Like, the amazing spider. The human, the human spider. Yeah, the human spider. He's like, that sucks. <laughs> and he's like, Spider-Man! <laughs> the amazing Spider-Man! Yeah. They didn't get my name right. No, they didn't get my name <laughs> right. And then they just push him out. It's like, Peter, you're supposed to yes and. You can't just, like, not go out now. Exactly. He doesn't know the improv rules. What? I, I couldn't understand what this event was. It's like advertised in a newspaper, but it seems to be you like fight the it's like some shady like Thunderdome style wrestling match. Yeah, where like yeah, and this place looks like the dirtiest, sweatiest place. It can't be regulation. I, I mean, towards the end, Randy <laughs> Savage like pulls out a crowbar to like beat the crap out of him. <laughs> yeah, it's like some like Randy the Ram type like wrestling way. <laughs> Just right out of the wrestler, like get all the nails in your head and everything. <laughs> But he fights Randy Savage, and then he eventually beats him. But then he beats him too fast, so the guy's like, I'm not going to give you your money. <laughs> like, does anything happen in that scene, in that fight scene? Um, he just does his, no, all his fight abilities he says the, the home, first time. He says the homophobic remark, almost gets beaten to death with a chair and then a crowbar, and then just kicks him into unconsciousness. Yeah. But then and he yeah, beats him he, too fast, and then the guy like throws it down like $100 instead of 2000 mm-hmm. or something. He's like, oh, it says in the newspaper you had to beat him. You had to survive for three minutes. You beat him in two. And it's just like, come, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, it's really dumb. <laughs> but uh, yeah, then he gets robbed by uh, Guy uh, Fieri. Okay. And... <laughs> I was going to say, by a, a frosted tip man. <laughs> and yeah, so he gets robbed. He, Peter has the opportunity to stop him, but he does not. And 
he says, that's not my problem to the guy when he's like, you could have tore that guy apart. How come you didn't stop him? Yeah, because Toby's like, I forgot. He's like, when he gets the cash, he's like, there's only $100. You're supposed to give me 2000 And he's like, I forgot when that was my problem. <laughs> and then Toby yeah. doesn't save, doesn't stop the guy. He's like, I forgot when that was my problem. I like the way that line comes guy. back like 30 seconds later. It's like, yeah, there's no way on it. It's like, you just said it like a second ago. If anything, that man learned a very valuable lesson in karma. He'd be like, oh shit, I guess so. Maybe I'm the bastard. <laughs> he does make but... a face where he's just like, mm, you're kind of right. <laughs> yeah. But then the robber goes, but like, also, the robber's like, hey kid, thanks. And then like goes down the yeah. elevator. The, the robber thanking him is a big like gut punch, too. Yeah. It's like, mm, it does become Toby's problem. <laughs> yeah. Especially because. Well, the robber kills, uh, yeah, shoots Uncle Ben and takes his car, and uh, Peter Johnny comes Cash just himself. in time. Yep, and he walks the line right into death with uh, <laughs> Parker standing over his body. <laughs> and in, yeah, he doesn't even really get any last words. He just says like Peter, and then like dies, and it's really upsetting. Peter, and... he like pulls something out of his pocket. He's like, Uncle Ben, what is it? He's like, I always meant to give this to you, and then he just puts a handful of rice on, on the Peter Parker. Because he's clearly seen out at this point. <laughs> he's calling him Michelangelo. Uncle Ben rice joke, but yeah, maybe he's just seen out. This is my pocket Bible. No, Uncle Ben, this is just a bunch of rice. Carry this from the war. <laughs> no, you're... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Spider-Man goes on a vengeance-fueled rampage, and definitely that scene is so shit. sad. Sorry, I just like that scene oh, makes please. me tear up when he when Uncle Ben dies because I'm like, uh, mm. this is like the best. Like, I don't know. There's a bunch of cr- like crappy old white dudes, but Uncle Ben was not one of them. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, he no, was a solid. He was, not. he was a solid, upstanding guy. <laughs> he was a solid father figure, From uncle, t- and just all around kind man. From the three minutes of screen time he basically has before this happens, like he is the best. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and you're pained at his loss and he gets like he has what two three scenes in this movie and you're already like oh shit no uncle ben's yeah. dead mm-hmm. but yeah spider-man has his vengeance and he becomes the knight and uh bongo music plays as he tears through the streets of new york searching <laughs> for night bongo. The there, there's a lot of bongo music in this movie for some yeah, reason it is <laughs> it's bizarre <laughs> Um, he beats the crap out of the criminal without his mask on, which is a little distressing, but... And then he's, like, beating up the guy. He's like, you know, I'm a bit of criminal myself. And then he's like, it's gonna kill him. <laughs> yeah. And he does not kill him in the end, right? He, yeah, he trips over. No. I was like... Yeah, he doesn't kill him, but the guy, like, trips over a pipe and falls down, and then they, like, sh- they bring the, uh, stop... Not stoplight, the, uh... Spotlight? Spotlight. Spotlight, thanks. Stoplight. I just had this minor dyslexic moment or whatever (laughs) Uh, yeah spotlight they knew they knew the whole time it's mark ruffalo and spotlight (laughs) yep (laughs) yep classic i understood that yeah so yeah he like manslaughters a guy and he Mm -hmm. never goes to jail and then he's like i'm gonna go home (laughs) tells aunt may uh i'm gonna go tells aunt may that uh ben's dead Oh, he just goes uh, home, and like I, she's just at the door, walks up to him, and is crying. I'm like, oh, God, this is so sad. Like They were together mm-hmm. for so long, yeah. and it's all mm-hmm. Toby's fault, and he can't tell her. Yeah, it's very upsetting. He never got to paint the rest of that hideous house. The, the worst, <laughs> the worst <laughs> crime of all. Yeah. He never got to paint the 
Greek I wrote down Greek tragedy because a lot of the stuff just feels like like an ancient. Like it really feels like how superhero stuff originally was. I guess in it a feels way, mythological. Like so yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it very much it. does. It has a lot of that power to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the Green Goblin makes his debut and oh, yeah. murders um, military testing people. <laughs> we get that great transition from an exploding bunker into a bunch of graduation hats. <laughs> Sol- yeah. Solid PowerPoint it's, transition scene. I love scene. that transition. <laughs> so great. Like, he blows them all up at the bunker yeah. with his, like, lighter. He's like... <laughs> he, like, throws the bomb <laughs> at them. And then it's just a bunch of, yeah, graduation caps that are all green, by the way, like the Green Goblin. And, mm-hmm. like, I just, like, the whole graduation is green. The color scheme like, of this oh, entire like, movie is green. I yeah. couldn't help but yeah. notice it. The school was painted green. A lot of Aunt May's house was painted it's, green. It was nuts. Yeah, his house too. Yeah, and uh, Norman's, Norman's house. Yeah, Norman's pad. Norman shows up again. He's like, "Hey, hey, good job, Harry. Uh, I guess even I've been proved wrong every now and then. I hate you, son. Anyway, Peter, you got the science award. <laughs> Out of the way, boy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think something happens there, and he clicks, and he's like, "Okay, I have to. I have to be actually like great power, great responsibility, Spider Man." He makes the final redesign of his suit. Mm-hmm. He thinks of MJ's red hair to make the to make the red uh, spider <laughs> yeah. suit, which I think is both sweet and gross at the same time. And he makes, he it makes out it, of her yeah, hair. he makes it out of her actual <laughs> hair. He's been collecting yeah, from her garbage for years. Oh, <laughs> Dark Spider Man. I hate it. Sticky, gross Spider-Man, but but he gets the suit on. He starts fighting crime across the city. I, I love this. This is the place where they have all those interviews with like the public people in New York. They yeah. stopped all that. It's great. I love all. Like I know some some like people that like podcasts I listen to and stuff. They talk about this movie. Like the people, the podcasts that are like based in New York and stuff. Like mm-hmm. some people like like this movie, but they still think it's just funny, like the way New York is portrayed in this, because it's very like cartoony. <laughs> where it's just like, oh yeah, it was this, this spider guy. And, like <laughs> the way the, he stinks, and I hate him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the way all the uh, citizens come together later in the movie, it's like yeah, it's mm-hmm. really cheesy, but like I love it. That's great. That's and, a recurring um, theme in these Spider-Man movies, like the citizens of New York coming mm-hmm. together to help Spider-Man at certain points. <laughs> throw trash at the Green Goblin. <laughs> yeah, throw uh, trash at the Green Goblin. <laughs> there's a cameo by Lucy Lawless. She's the punk I saw woman that, that yeah. they interviewed. Oh. Z- uh, that's fun. Guy with eight arms. Sounds hot. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what she says. <laughs> um, so he just does a montage of saving people, and it's fun, and then he gets people all caught up. Some bank robbers, they're all like caught up in a big web and it's all just mm-hmm. a bunch of fun like comic book iconography yeah. it's just like i like crop top robber girl <laughs> yeah she was she's one of the robbers right or i guess midriff she's wearing like a little midriff top and i'm <laughs> yeah. like why is she wearing that to a robbery that's so weird she wants to look sexy and be a robber <laughs> yeah i wrote down that um this whole movie is kind of caught between batman like Tim Tim Burton. I almost said Tim Robbins for some reason. <laughs> Tim, Bur- <laughs> Tim Burton Batman and like modern Marvel. It's like somewhere between there because right. it's like really building towards a bigger universe in a way. Mm-hmm. But it's also self contained. But it's also like really goofy. Like, I guess eighty nine Batman's not like I'm not saying like Schumacher goofy, but like yeah. Tim Burton Batman is is very like it's not extremely goofy, but it's still like wild you know oh yeah so this is like all the montages in this and like the car and like mary jane going by (laughs) and stuff and the transitions and stuff Mm -hmm. like they would never do that in the modern marvel movies and i just like how much of a touch 
these have with that stuff. Yeah. So. On like the subject of like as power and responsibility, this movie has no responsibility to anything else but itself, and I right. think that's what makes it so cool. Where a lot mm-hmm. of the Marvel movies now, like they have all this like responsibility and almost checklist things I have to go down and be like, oh, I wonder what Thor's doing while this is going on. What's Captain America doing while this is going down? Like just all these different characters have to like coexist in this place. And in Spider-Man, it's like, nope, it's just Spider-Man and we're going to focus on him and everything else will kind of follow Spider-Man. Yeah, because I think the only ones before this were uh, X-Men and Blade and they're right. very in their own thing too. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm very and separate. they're very kind of, I don't want to say grounded, but they're like trying to be far less comic booky than this is you know particularly mm-hmm. x-men which is you know right. full leather suits and stuff this is going full-on yeah. dodgy green goblin costume <laughs> yeah i finally like, cemented... i love the green goblin costume yeah i cemented my position on the green goblin costume this time because i've always been so back and forth because i've seen some that they did some makeup tests for like a full like hobgoblin kind of mask and everything where it's like he just uh. looks like a goblin i always thought that was <laughs> yeah. really cool but this time I'm like, yeah, he looks a little Power Rangersy. It's probably like the weakest part of the whole movie is his costume, like at least his mask. But I still like it a lot because at the end of the day, he is, it's cartoony, but all of his powers are just like, he's a superhuman and then he just has tech. Yeah. You know, he's just yeah. like an anti-Spider-Man yeah. in a way. Like, like it, does, it doesn't feel out of place at all when it comes in. Right. Mm-hmm. No, like he exists in that costume, I feel like is a good counter to like the spider-man costume like i look yeah. at them like standing side by side like especially in that scene where um the goblin paralyzes him and they're just like hanging out on that rooftop and he like leans next to yeah. him and i'm like i'm like yeah. this side by- i'm like they uh, <laughs> of these two exist in the same place like yeah. of course they do like there's no really ar- argument that like <laughs> they, they they're inseparable like their design is both on point in this universe yeah and it's like that's part of the reason why i love these movie the first two spider-man movies like so much is that like uh like the villains in both like i like doc ock even more in the second one we'll mm-hmm. get to that later on <laughs> in a different mm-hmm. episode but uh <laughs> i love both of the villains because they feel like real people even though they're really cartoony worlds like not only do they feel like real people i i don't mean that necessarily like everything's naturalistic mm. but it's just like you actually care about them yeah he's like willem dafoe mm-hmm. is generally likable in his in his norman scenes you know he's a a nice guy he seems pretty yeah nice he's a nice guy until he's badgering mary jane (laughs) she's just after their money that's kind of different with like modern movies like superhero movies like i'm not gonna say just mcu but like mcu like like you care about loki but like not in that way he's just like fun you know Mm-hmm. And then Thanos is probably the first person, like villain, people like really are interested in yeah. in a way. Yeah, everyone else afraid is afraid like, of in like any way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like DC, there's like I don't know, like the villain in like Ares in Wonder Woman. It's like you know all those people you don't really care about either. Like maybe Zod is cool, yeah. but he's also just like well, uh, well, like Willem Dafoe has kind of like a tragic arc, which you don't get from any modern yeah. Marvel movies. No, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a man's like general like fall from sanity into yeah. insanity like, and losing his morals yeah, it's completely. Like flying too close to the sun, kind of metaphor, you know. Yeah, Ooh, I like glider. that. Gliding too close to the sun. <laughs> yeah, glider Icarus. <laughs> glider Icarus. He's not kid Icarus. He's old. He's old man Icarus. <laughs> old angry Icarus. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Um, JJ enters the fray. And the real MVP. I of love this him. Entire series. JJ Abrams. Yes. <laughs> yeah. JJ yeah, Abrams enters the scene. J. J. Jonah, Jonah Jameson. Jameson. JJJ. Yeah. 
and uh, yeah, he's like Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, he's a threat, and he's, he's like he's stealing he's those electric. people. He's fleeing the scene. Yeah, oh, he is a god in this, this movie. Is like goofy and everything, but this is like the first like genuinely hilarious scene in the movie. It's just like <laughs> everything is just nuts. It's just this alternate reality of amazing JJ JJJ. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, Elizabeth Banks is like his like receptionist. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I I just didn't. Oh, that's who that, that was. Yeah, and she's like, it's just funny seeing uh, any kind of any actor like change over 20 years, basically, like how <laughs> famous they get and stuff. And it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's who that was. I just never put it together. <laughs> she but, was so familiar. I'm like, who is that? Who is that woman? I, like, I know her face. Yeah. You just but, you uh, just yeah. watched all the Hunger Games movies, guys. What the hell? I know. I know. Yeah, that's why. That's why I remember. Yeah, that's uh, why I even picked it up in the first place, probably. My favorite thing that J. Jonas Jameson says is when he's like, well, two things, I guess, is that when Peter first takes the pictures of Spider-Man, he's just throwing them down. He's yeah, like, yeah. crap, 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 <laughs> crap, mega crap. It's fine. <laughs> like, it's just, that's the funniest thing. He tells him he's going to send him some Christmas meat. I'd like a job here. He's like, no jobs, freelance. And I'd like say that. I'll say that to Lily sometimes because I do like a lot of freelance work as like a camera person. So, and she's always worked like full time, like editing and stuff like that. So it's just different. And like every once in a while, like it'll just come up in conversation. And I'll just be like, no jobs, freelance. But I should start saying like, they'll send me a Christmas ham. <laughs> Do some Christmas meats. <laughs> yeah, Christmas meats. Not even Christmas ham. It's like assorted yeah, meats. Meat. So like, okay, like what is that? <laughs> oh god. Oh man. So after um, Peter gets his job, I guess um, Doc. Uh, no, no, sorry. Um, he runs into MJ on the street, and she lies and says she has a Broadway audition, and she's just going to another one. And we learn she's actually just working at a shitty diner. Yeah. And. Peter doesn't seem to care, though. He's just like, it's okay. And she's like, don't tell Harry. He's like, don't tell Harry what? Like, why does that matter? And she's like, oh, we're dating each other. You guys don't know that? You're living together, aren't you? And Yikes. Peter's like, that bastard. <laughs> Come on, Harry. Yeah, Harry's a total shit show this entire movie. And I was just like, how? It's, why? It's a real James Franco move, in fairness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True to his real personality. And, uh, he, oh, yeah, he's probably just like this in real life. But... <laughs> But um, he we go back to their apartment. It's it's way less swanky than I thought it would be for um, his dad being a multi billionaire. I mean, it's really nice. It's just like also not as like nearly as good as his dad's. Yeah. You know, his yeah. dad's like house in New York uh, full of like African yeah, masks. Probably Peter wouldn't have agreed. <laughs> yeah, I'm like why does he have those masks? It's, it's like just, oh, because he's a green goblin. The gratuitous zoom he's... in on all of them as like African music plays. Yeah. I wanted to make a make a slight other Spider-Man um, Easter egg. I guess that's in this is Peter's fired from Doc Connor's lab, and that's the man who becomes the Lizard later on. One of my honest to God favorite Spider-Man villains for whatever reason, despite yeah. how he's shown in uh, Amazing Spider-Man, which I'm not a big fan of. But he's in the second. I one always too. really like the Lizard. I like the actor a lot in the second Spider-Man Two, who plays Doc Connors. Even though, like, yeah, because he just seems like another guy too. It's like, yeah, it's a real person, <laughs> and he has. Yeah, he's just like a. And he has his arm missing or whatever, which is part of why he mm -hmm. becomes a lizard in the first place, right? Like, he wants yeah, a, yeah. an arm back or something. Yeah. yeah, he wants his arm back, and he gets, like, lizard DNA because they can grow back their tails. So he's like, well, I'll use that to grow my arm back. <laughs> yeah. 
That works. A tail and an arm are the same thing, right? Science, Connery. You wouldn't understand. He just... <laughs> I wouldn't understand. He just glues it to his arm. Tail. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just whaps around uselessly. Twitches. I don't know why uh, I wrote this down. Wait. Never mind. That comes. That happens later. I just wrote down, I'd like a cheeseburger, but I don't even know what <laughs> Oh, that's when, uh, when I'm... Uh, <laughs> That's a little later. That's a little later. Because yeah, it's the whole parade. Like, why is there a parade? That's later. And then Macy it's like way the, later. Macy Gray the singing Oscorp, it. Yeah, Macy parade kind of thing. It's like the togetherness joining parade. Because literally, we have a. Yeah, yeah. So I think this is when actually Peter get goes to actually get the actual job at the Daily Bugle after hanging out with uh, what's his name, Harry and Norman at their apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, Oscorp meeting board meeting goes really really bad. The board saying, "Hey, you're out," and he's like. You can't do this to me. Do you have an idea how much I sacrificed? <laughs> and you're a bit out yourself. And then he comes back and blows them all up. Yeah, exactly. Um, then we have the Oscorp Unity Festival in its full swing, um... <laughs> or the Cultural Appropriation oh, it's Festival, as it's known. Yeah, yeah. Literally, <laughs> it's called the Oscorp Unity Festival, which is funny. Um... Oh, is that why they had her wear like a kimono? <laughs> yeah, like... everyone's just in yeah, other cultural yeah. dress. Yeah, it's really fun. <laughs> That's such like a '90s thing too, like yeah. girl in like a like a white girl in a kimono. It's like mm. I mean, this is 2002, <laughs> I think. 2002, yeah. 2004, yeah, 2002, 2002. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, that's the other thing that's dated, like homophobic remark. <laughs> and then, but hey, you know what? She looks good in that kimono. She does. Yeah, she does. She still shouldn't wear mm-hmm. it, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not like she's being a shithead about it. She's just wearing it as fashion. Yeah. It's like wearing a different culture as fashion. Seeing Macy yeah, Gray fine. brought back a lot of um, traumatic childhood memories of traumatic ha- Macy Gray's. Oh my god! I remember my brother got that CD after this movie, and I had to listen to it on repeat. The Spider-Man soundtrack? No, just the Macy Gray soundtrack single for oh. whatever that stupid song was. <sighs> yeah, oh yeah. I used to have to sleep before, to it. Yeah, right. You, I think you said this before, where like your brother would buy CDs and like just make play it like late at night for some reason. Every night, yeah. Oh. It was Macy Gray, <laughs> and then uh, would it help him sleep or something? <laughs> uh, I don't know. He was a dickhead, but whatever. <laughs> it was more of a spite than anything. <laughs> it's just spite. Uh, so Green Goblin crashes the Unity Festival after a. Uh, yeah, he just crashes the Unity Festival. Spider-Man shows up after Green Goblin blows up a balcony and turns the board members of the Oscorp into skeletons. And awesome device, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's a- amazing. <laughs> Never thinks to use that on Spider-Man. <laughs> the skeleton bomb. We get the traditional uh, Sam Raimi screaming woman. I think it's the first time that he has in like every single movie. It's like several women sc- screaming at the top of their voice. No, it's like oh. a Sam, Sam Raimi special is. And then Stanley saves someone. He's like, "Look out!" Yeah, he saves a little Dutch, dress, Dutch, Dutch dressed girl. And uh, yeah, Peter and uh, Peter, Spider Man and Green Goblin fight um, on floats, and it's cool. Peter saves Mary Jane and takes her away from the fight. I think he jams Green Goblin's glider at one point and makes him have to fly away <laughs> with a sh- fist shaking. We'll meet again, <laughs> Spider Man. <laughs> I'd love to see if he just like like his. Thing is clearly going down. He just crash lands in a busy New York street. And just has to walk yeah. around. <laughs> yeah. in whole green goblin I'm outfit. Have to hoof it home. Get a I get a taxi home. CG. <laughs> yeah, the CG really holds up in this movie. In this part, um, 
he looks a little like gelatiny when he's like flying away. He's just like looks mm-hmm. like not there. But overall, <laughs> I think the CG works really well for being twenty years old, almost twenty years old. Yeah, I like after this scene's over, they're back in their apartment or something, and then Harry is calling Mary Jane, and he's like, "Look, I'll buy you something. I'll, I'll buy you something. No, I want to. I just let me buy you something." Oh man, <laughs> we, like, this we, is so weird. There was like a scene in, during that. Um unity festival where like harry tries to kiss her and she like full-on like turns away <laughs> it's like this poor yeah. dude like no one loves him or wants no anything to do with him. him all he wants is love yeah it's so upsetting yeah it is true it's all he really wants um but then james james franco's a creep so money. it's all good huh james franco's a creep so it's all good yeah harry kind of just like uses bunny as like an excuse for having a lack of personality or something you know exactly it's like but i'm rich yeah mj i told you to wear the black dress like why'd you wear a black dress it's like a black dress or a cool kimono which one are you gonna wear (laughs) did he say he does he says i told you to wear the black dress my dad would be isn't my dad likes black he's supposed to be here oh yeah it was like being a jerk to her like yeah, through the whole like latter half of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Norman loses himself to the Green Goblin back at his home. He kind of just becomes full on goblin after having a nice glass of Maker's Mark. Um, <laughs> Maker's Mark, the only drink that'll make you succumb to the insanity within. Uh, <laughs> and don't worry, Maker's Mark shows up again in Spider Man Two and Spider Man really? Three. I, Hell yeah! I did notice a lot of product placement in this movie. It was like a big Car- yeah, Carlsberg truck and some Dr. Pepper scenes. <laughs> there was some like singular wireless or whatever that like old cell phone company was in Main Street. But uh, uh, this scene was great. The, the mirror scene, the kind of like Gollum, Lord of the Rings, dual personality scene. Yeah. Oh yeah, that it, is It great. does it so like smoothly as well. Because it's not all like cut mm-hmm. one from the other. There is a scene where he kind of transitions between both. In like a singular yeah, so shot, and he's like walking towards himself in the yeah. mirror, and it's just kind of the mirror showing it. But you still see like his like his back to the screen, so it's like he's just doing this for himself. It's really yeah. Crazy. He's got like a newspaper that like the Green Goblin is showing him, and then he kind of like turns around to the camera and mm-hmm. kind of looks yeah. at it as Norman. It's yeah, it's it's, it's so well acted. It's amazing. Yeah. It's just like a scene like that. Like it's just so like dramatically powerful and fun at the same time. And I just don't, like, I want to see more superhero movies like that in modern age, where yeah. it's just, like, taking these dramatic moments like that, instead of just being like, here's mm-hmm. the next action set piece. Yeah. It's a little, like, dramatic, <laughs> but, like, everyone will be fine at the end. Like, okay. I know, right? They're fun. Actually it's afraid. definitely all fun entertainment, but it's not the same thing to me, you know? And the very fact that Green Goblin is not afraid to go after civilians and hurt anyone and everything to, like, get to Spider-Man, because, yeah. like, he sees that picture, they're like, oh, this photographer is close to Spider-Man. I'm no, I know where I'm going, and oh, it yeah. bursts into the Daily Bugle. J. Jonah Jameson is a goddamn hero because <laughs> he's like lifted up at. I think Peter's in there briefly, like turning in the photos or again or whatever, and he runs out of the room when the Green Goblin comes in, and Green Goblin's like, "Where's the photographer who takes pictures of Spider-Man?" J. Jonah Jameson's like, "I don't know." Like he he mails in the pictures, and it was, yeah. like, it was like he. And journalistic integrity out the fucking nose. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't narc on his employee, his freelancer. Like, mm-hmm. he would probably have less legal liability since he's a freelancer, so, like, he could possibly narc on him, because that's how capitalism works. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, no, nah, like, he doesn't even do it. Yeah, it's like, and that's like your life is in danger. I feel like you're less worried about, like, being sued more so than just, like, right. 
his integrity. It's like he has like a rock solid like moral integrity <laughs> that mm-hmm. I completely forgot about when that That's happened. I, mean. I was yeah, like, he's like not even an employee. He's just like, I just like the guy. I like the kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I hate Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's, so yeah, this leads to that awesome Green Goblin line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so good. Go for it, Conry. <laughs> Yeah, so Green Goblin is there. Spider-Man shows up, and then Green Goblin goes, sleep. And he puts uh, Spider-Man to sleep. And uh, they he wakes up at night on a rooftop, and he's like, that's right, Spider, wake up. You'll oh, yeah. be paralyzed <laughs> temporarily. This is so good. He's like, it's, it's like him in full Green Goblin cheesy, cheesy like mm-hmm. Power Rangers outfit. Yeah. And he's just like this casual he, guy. And he goes up and he like slaps him casually on the back of the head and leans beside him. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, awesome. so what's up? You barely see his mouth. Like, if this was a modern superhero movie, he'd take off his mask every two seconds right. and that mask would be yeah. fully CG. And like, some mm-hmm. of that is just the lack of technology back then. But also, like, you, all you see of actual Willem Dafoe is he has a mesh mouthpiece and uh, I guess at some point... His eyes. He takes his, off, like, the, the visors, glasses yeah. that oh. are retractable, yeah, so yeah. you can see his eyes. So it's that's like, it. that's it. And, like, that's, like, enough for now. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not perfect, but I like that they just have him still wearing the mask because he's... Mm-hmm. That's his persona, <laughs> yeah. you know? He's, if he took yeah. it off, he would be Harry or Norman again, so... Yeah, he revealed that to Peter, and he's not Norman Osborn right now. He right. is the Green Goblin. That's mm-hmm. all that matters. He's just the Green Goblin, and... Yeah. I feel like in a modern Marvel movie, we would get that moment right here is when he would take off his mask and be like, behold, it is right. I, Norman Osborn. And it it'd be I, like, oh, Zod. no. Yeah, it is I, Zod. And exactly. It's just like we get a scary moment later in this movie where it's like he knows who Peter is, but Peter has no idea who the Green Goblin is. Yeah. Like around Thanksgiving or whatever you mean? Yeah. Yeah, around Thanksgiving. Yeah, because that that's be... how he finds out how to get Aunt May. Because of like, yeah. because mm-hmm. after this... Wait, he just lets Peter go? Like, how does he get away from the he, he wants he to recruit him, said, right? Right. Yeah. He's like, join he's like, think me about on it. the dark side. Yeah, he gives him, like, a think about it. And he said, and the Peter's like, no. He's like, okay, like, this was my this was my offer. And you've, like, turned it down. And I really like this. It speaks to superhero, like, mythos in general where he's just like, you can team up, we, you can team up with me and we can be great. We can, like, do whatever yeah. the hell we want. We'll be unstoppable. Or... You can choose to fight me, and hundreds and thousands of innocent people will die again and again and again until both of us are dead. Yeah, it is and a really I good speech, like, honestly. Yeah, like it's like Dark Knight level or something. <laughs> like, I like it, it really a lot. is. Like, my, like this is the Joker talking to Batman, being yeah. like, being like, we we'll, we'll keep going forever. And this is this is Spider Man's um Joker, like Green Goblin. That's that's what he is. Yep. Ultimately, yeah, I'd he's say. basically like, like the closest to like just rewatching this movie again. He's possibly the closest in comparison to spider-man as a character like he is like his arch nemesis <laughs> which yeah. like, you could say about like venom or carnage in some ways or whatever but like i don't know like this movie at least really sets up it perfectly as like being the first villains like he is very like the anti yeah well, Peter, anti-spider-man it's the same kind of yeah i feel like you know they're both experimental people sets. yeah and you know one's mm-hmm. gone wrong and one's gone right they're yeah. both decent people yeah, to start. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's nothing more different Stop, than red and go. green, my friend. <laughs> Except Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like a lot of people also jockey, um, maybe it's more so with modern uh, comics I'm thinking about, people jockey Green Goblin and uh, Doc Ock as being his arch nemesis, kind of going back and forth yeah. with that. Well, there are people he had uh, like relationships with. Right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's significant relationships, and he spends a lot of time with Doc Ock, leading, especially when Doc Ock leads the Sinister Six, and he goes after him a lot more often. Green Goblin, Green Goblin's always a gigantic threat when he shows up, but Doc Ock, I feel like, is a little bit more, like, constant, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I feel like we got a lot, a little bit ahead of ourselves during all this, but yeah, pitches the idea of teaming up. Um, Spider-Man's wanted by the police, because even then Green Goblin's like, Guess what? Eventually, they're all going to hate you because they want the hero to fall more so than they want the hero to rise. And that's what happens. Uh, Peter runs into Mary Jane again, and they have a little talk again. That's when Peter Parker's like, let's get cheeseburgers. Sky's the limit. 786. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And uh, yeah, um, then right after they leave, two creepers decide to hunt down Mary Jane in the rain. And it's terrifying. And then two more goons join in. It's just horrifying. And then um, Peter Parker kicks bo- bo- all four of their asses, drags them into the dark, and breaks all their bones, hopefully. And <laughs> he has his mask on, or he has his... Oh, yeah, he's got, he has something missing, right? He's missing, he's missing the mask at first, yeah. Yeah. And then he... And then he puts it on to greet Mary Jane. Right. I, I never got why he didn't just stay as Peter Parker and get all of the plaudits for this rescue yeah <laughs> well then he wouldn't be a hero but he would be he's looking out he can't after let her know Aunt May. that's why he kept his disguise the whole time that's like civil yeah. war that's originally why a big pundit a big point of the civil war comic right like spider-man didn't want mm-hmm. to reveal his identity because it would reveal his it endangered mary jane it didn't yeah. reveal it, it yeah it hurt everybody and that's what ends up <laughs> happening i think in his own comics is everyone gets put in danger because he reveals his identity right. so he's just trying to be uh protective and like cautious about his identity but it just luckily for everybody involved spider-man and ends up being toby <laughs> and it's not just mary jane kissing spider-man and then right. also like liking toby being in Peter. love with peter parker this, uh, yeah. this is where i started to think mary jane was a bit of a dick like in, 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 well, in the scene in the street, like when they're talking in the street about cheeseburgers, like she's hitting on him. I mean, like why? Oh, why yeah. did, oh, oh that seems. Why didn't you like make a move or whatever while she's still mm-hmm. dating Harry, and then Who, she Peter? kisses Spider Man yeah, like a scene friend. later? <laughs> it's just like all yeah. right. <laughs> Harry she... sucks, and she's known Peter forever. You know mm-hmm. why is she kissing Spider Man? Yeah, and he's Spider-Man, and maybe she just had a like feeling. Peter has a lot of respect <laughs> for Harry for whatever reason. Like he's his best friend for some reason again. But yeah, it, it's just awkward. It's definitely an awkward scene with him being like him re- wrestling with his bro code. I guess being like, "I, you're dating my best friend. I, but I want this so goddamn bad." Yeah, because I uh, think he yeah. would know that he's better for her anyways. Because as oh, yeah. Harry has shown and then continues the show, he's just kind of a butthole like <laughs> oh completely and that's why i think he doesn't feel bad about making out with her as spider-man <laughs> and, and then he just doesn't overthink the whole situation after that where he's like wait if he if she kissed spider-man <laughs> does that mean she likes yeah. spider-man also but not me it's just like yeah just just wait till the sequel. he's like we're the same person <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that the, then they have the huge iconic like i just remember this being like kind of a big moment like oh yeah back then it was like, like, it's just like it, the still upside is. Down it was repeated you know, everywhere. Like, it was like a big yeah. pop culture thing for MTV Music Awards. Yeah. <laughs> or not music. Spider Man Turn MTV Off the Dark, the musical. Awards or whatever. Um. Wait, did they do that in the Spider Man Turn Off the Dark? 
Of course they did. Did the guy like fall and hurt himself afterwards? Like much like he, every Spider-Man in that? Yeah, every single one got a concussion or broke a limb. Like, <laughs> yes. I literally was trying to put together like a soundbite reel for this, and I tried to pick out a song from Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. They are all unrecognizable garbage. I could not find a single funny one, and I had to listen to the entire soundtrack, and it was painful. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to ask you to do audio clips for this. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to decide what to do with those because I have ones for like Indiana Jones, like in the Crystal Skull and Blues and this one. I think maybe I'm just going to stick them at the end of the credits so if people want to listen to it, they can tune in for that. <laughs> yeah, just stick them in at the end of this episode, all the Indiana Jones yeah. audio and stuff. That's what I'm going to do. That's fine. <laughs> Not the, I'll probably just stick at things at the end of like our theme song at the end. But Yeah, do it. Anywho's it. That'll be fun. Um, good little Easter egg that everyone can know about now. <laughs> <laughs> but... But yeah, like this scene, yeah, it was really just all over pop culture. Like this really cemented this, like, not maybe not this movie, this scene alone, but it really was like a part of the movie that just really cemented the whole, like the Spider-Man is a huge phenomenon in the culture. Like you don't really get mm-hmm. that with movies at all anymore. Yeah. It's not, oh, totally. like the last thing I can think of, like, is Avatar? Like what's more recent than that? Like I guess Endgame, but it's just kind of different. Yeah. You know, there's like, I am... I am Iron Man, you know, like there's that, but there's not really like scenes like this, that in anything. Recent, this kiss you know? is like it's romantic, it's powerful, it's like it's it's a beautiful scene, like the rain pouring yeah. down. It's just, it's a it's little awesome. like cheesy and melodramatic, but that's also why I love it. You know, <laughs> like yeah. that's I just, thrive off melodrama. <laughs> huh? Tobey Maguire's veiny de- neck. It's like his veiny what? Neck. It it's like pulsating else. in the scene. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. It's like throbbing and huge. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Shut up everyone. Here we go. <laughs> Don't say those words together. It's it doesn't <laughs> ah, I'm sorry, my bad. Wrong crowd to do that. Toby um, is a human wiener. <laughs> he is. <laughs> um Spider Man goes into a burning building, he rescues a lady's baby, and then they have an awesome fight yeah. inside the burning building, which <laughs> no, I, this I is love. Sorry, so this good. Like, this scene always scared me as a kid, because the, the old, he, cause he disguises himself as an old lady, Green Goblin disguises himself. He's like, yeah. in, in full and costume. Gets close and goes, oh. yep. <laughs> the Spider-Man gets close and goes, <laughs> no, it's a, it's oh a God, full it's a woman kid. scream when he turns around. It's not yeah, even him. It's yeah. a full woman scream. <laughs> he had like a little voice box or something. It's so good. It's it's, it's really it really scared me as a kid. And I remember like watching this at home on a VHS and just like whenever that happened, I would like brace myself. I'm like, oh no, everything's on fire. <laughs> that's that's Green Goblin. He doesn't know. He doesn't know that's Green yeah. Goblin. It, like would scare me. I love I love how over the top his plan is to meet up with Spider Man again. It's literally I'm gonna burn down this entire building. Yeah. <laughs> and then he does the really cool Matrix dodge yeah. of all the mm-hmm. pumpkin blade things. Ninja stars, <laughs> which was so dope back then. Like now it doesn't even look dated, but it's just like it's been done so much, you know. But back then, that was like so cool. That was like another like trailer moment or something. Like, yeah, he just narrowly avoids him, and then he gets cut. I was I was wondering yeah, how this, uh, you know, the woman at the start. Why did she evacuate without her baby? Maybe she uh, was out and left her baby at home so alone. Child child neglect, Connery. That's what your excuse is. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's the only she conclusion I can really come to. <laughs> Maybe she just ran outside and forgot her baby. Oops. Maybe she saw a, a green goblin posing as an old lady. 
Just freaked out. <laughs> yeah. As, uh, and a middle-aged woman with a baby. <laughs> I'm a bit of an old lady myself. <laughs> I'm a little middle-aged myself. Uh, it's Happy Thanksgiving at uh, Peter Parker's place with uh, Harry and MJ and Aunt May. Yeah. And Norman shows up and with his eyes rolling into the back of his head. Yeah, I love this scene. That's how he shows up. It's like, good God. And then he like, what's he just bring like a can of ham or something? Like, what does he bring? <laughs> yeah, he, he brings a fruitcake. And then, yeah, he brings a fruitcake, and then Aunt May, like, rags him on it, and he's, like, yep. in his eyes, he's, like, I'm gonna murder you. <laughs> <laughs> it's full on, like, I'll kill you. <laughs> it's really terrifying, but it is so he's like, good. sorry about that. Traffic was murder. <laughs> yes. This is so funny. It's like, oh, my God. This is, like, the worst Thanksgiving of all time. <laughs> and then Peter comes in, he's, like, sorry, I'm late. I had to beat a woman to, with a stick to get this cranberry sauce. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a weird line. And then... The whole suspense of like him trying to hide the cut or whatever mm-hmm. and then the blood going down and, and like it's great because Norman finds out that he's Spider-Man you know like it's mm-hmm. he's no he's no tricking him like he's a smart guy you know yeah he doesn't Spider-Man doesn't get away with that like Norman now knows that or Green Goblin now knows that Peter's Spider-Man because of the yeah, blood and- dropping it's like really suspenseful no, I, I thought it was great because at the same time I was like, oh shit, they know each other. And I was like, wait, no. Like, Spider-Man has no idea that Norman is the Green Goblin. So it's just like this mm-hmm. one-way, like, terrifying scene. Yeah. Yeah, and then we get the sequence with Green Goblin's mask talking to Norman. Like, we strike the heart, Norman! We strike the heart! Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm like, that's any good bad guy's technique. It's like, you don't punch him to death. You break their idealism. You destroy that. You make them hate being Spider-Man. Yeah, and then uh, Norman leaves Thanksgiving. He's like, I gotta go. And then he's like, yeah. to James Franco, he's like, uh, your girlfriend sucks really bad. Uh, she's yeah. stupid and bad for you. He just like says all the meanest things for no reason. Yeah, your mother was beautiful too. They only want your money. Do what you have to do and broom her. <laughs> broom her. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, he says broom her, right? Like, yeah, what? he says broom her. I don't even know what that uh, means, but I know it's terrible. <laughs> right, it just—it sounds bad. Uh, too bad Harry grew up in a toxic environment. <laughs> I know, right? He could have really been somebody. Um, Green Goblin attacks Aunt May after his little conversation with himself, that and scary she does too. that like when they blow up the wall of that house. Mm-hmm. And he's just like a demonic figure mm. scaring an old lady. Yeah, and she's, and like, like, no. she's like, deliver us, yeah. deliver us, finish it. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, he's horrifying. He's a monster. <laughs> From evil! Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, MJ goes to the hospital, and that's when Peter finds out. Actually, she says, those horrible yellow eyes! And Peter's yeah. like, oh, shit. He knows who I am. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which, I'm a little unclear why he just doesn't kill Aunt May, but you know, it's whatever. Because he's Putting a, a good true supervillain, he's just scaring him. I think I was very confused yeah. about Green Goblin's motivation for most of this movie. After- he's not a very stable guy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's not he, doesn't, a he doesn't need a, a steady line. <laughs> he's not a very stable genius. <laughs> he's not a stable genius. You know, I'm something of a lunatic myself. <laughs> Um, NJP visit, visits Peter and Aunt May in the hospital. She confesses that she's in love with Spider-Man, and Peter kind of just does another really great talk with her. I don't remember exactly what speech Aunt she May does, confesses it she's makes her in love be with like, Spider-Man? Aunt May confesses. Uh, MJ, sorry. 
my bad. Mary Jane confesses she's in love with Spider-Man to Peter. Aunt May's awake during all of this, and uh, I think she also knows that Peter is Spider-Man by the end of the scene. Yes? No. Aunt May doesn't find no. out until, like, the second one, I think. Word. But uh, Harry comes in in time to see uh Because Mary there's a Jane whole scene and... where, like... Well, I don't know. There's a whole scene in the second one, I think, where she finds out that he was, like, the cause of Uncle Ben's death, but... Oof. I don't remember that's if that's it. the same thing where she finds out Spider-Man. I don't think she ever knows he's Spider-Man. Maybe not. Yeah. Huh. That might have been me reading into it a bit too much. But... No, I'm a bit of a Spider-Man myself. <laughs> <laughs> same joke twice. So Works every time. <laughs> same joke 80 <laughs> times. That's been our main technique. <laughs> um, yeah. And just making everyone uncomfortable. <laughs> do you guys know like the rule of three? We do the rule of 83. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah um harry comes in just in time to see uh mary jane and peter making goo goo eyes at each other and he's like this sucks <laughs> and he goes to his dad and he says mj likes peter and i hate myself and you were right about everything and he's like yes i was right and now we're I'm, i know who his girlfriend is and i'm gonna kill mary jane <laughs> and yeah um goblin captures mary jane easily along with a trolley load of kids one of my favorite parts in the in the whole entire movie when he holds them both up i can't yeah. imagine how awkward that is him holding very light mary jane and trolley full of kids <laughs> in the other i've done yeah. that exercise where you have more weight on one side than the other for like balance you've done it's the exercise really where you're carrying mary jane and a trolley <laughs> yeah at the same when time. i when i've grabbed the when i've grabbed one of the m- one of like the women my friend loves and then like a trolley full of children i say choose <laughs> It's <laughs> a different kind of trolley problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait, is this is this this is it in this movie where Peter's talking to a doctor where he's like, uh, "My friend has a problem." Am I just totally imagining that? Um, no, that's not. In this I think that's a uh, sea biscuit. Oh yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> this is about his horse. It's about his horse. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but, sorry. Yeah, they <laughs> have that. Way. They have that epic uh, moment on the bridge. Ooh, and, and I was going to uh, Photoshop you guys for this poster, but I think it's going to be just way too hard. But, um, yeah. For the poster for this movie, not, it's not a poster, but it's an image where, like, there's a Mary Jane falling from one of Spider-Man's <laughs> eyes, and then the other one's, yeah. like, the trolley full of people, like, the... Oh. And it's just going to be, like, Turin yeah. and one and Connery and the other. Me on every child. <laughs> huh? My face Spider-Man. on every child in the trolley. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm not going to do it because it's too much work. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, that one's really hard. Um, Yeah, so we get that my favorite line in Spider-Man, which is like, we are who we choose to be. Now choose! And yeah. drops them both. Peter, of course, chooses both because he's a GD hero. And he grabs MJ, grabs the trolley. He's getting the shit beaten out of him. It looks mm-hmm. like he's about to drop the trolley, but the lovely citizens of New York come in to save the day and throw garbage at Green Goblin, <laughs> distracting him just long enough. You mess with Spider-Man, you mess with New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. Yeah. It's so good. And uh, just throwing yeah. like, banana peels at him, and he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he doesn't think hell? to throw the like, skeleton bomb at them. Yeah, it's so silly. <laughs> Love it. But a trash barge comes in just in time to save the trolley full of kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Oh, I think Green Goblin grabs Spider-Man, throws him into that like abandoned church graveyard, and they yeah. he really beats the shit out of him in that place. Yeah, he does. It's a really like pretty fair fight. 
Especially since yeah. Spider-Man can't doesn't really use any of his abilities. Yeah. <laughs> he just kind of is punching mm-hmm. each other. Like he doesn't use webs that much. There's really not that yeah, much really web don't. ability in these mo- in this movie. It's like mostly just mm-hmm. him swinging around. But the sequences yeah. when he does swing in this movie are just like so cool. Like especially mm-hmm. at the end. But we'll get back to we'll get to that. But yeah. So we have this epic final fight. Um, yeah, he has like some blades and stuff too, right? Green Goblin. Like yeah, he's got blades in his arms. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like this fight suits nuts yeah peter legit gets messed up and his like mask is all torn and he's like bleeding and everything like it's like a yeah. life-threatening fight it feels really real yeah it does actually it really does like i i got scared i was like shit he's getting his ass like kicked this is uh, so bad close <laughs> mm-hmm. and so like i think peter and then uh green goblin says me and mj we're gonna have a hell of a time oh yeah a little rapey but yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's very rapey yeah, and scary. I mean, it definitely is. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's not a good guy. No. And uh, yeah, that triggers Peter's rage mode, and he kicks Green Goblin's ass apart. And uh, <laughs> He's yeah. Apart, like into pieces. <laughs> he separates it cheek by cheek. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then Norman's like, he, I think the mask comes off, or Norman takes the mask off. He's, He's like, like, Peter, it's me. Yeah. It's like, please, no. He's like, you killed... In this part, he's like, you killed all those people. He's like, no, that was the Green Goblin, not me. And then the glider's slowly rising in the background. Like, <laughs> the worst plan kill. ever by... <laughs> well, I think... I forgot I forgot to say this, but, like, one time, I just totally forgot what his name was, Norman Osborn. I was talking to my friend Cameron. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you know, the Green Goblin, uh, Norman uh, Moblin. <laughs> like, I couldn't remember his name. Norman <laughs> Moblin. <laughs> no, his name's just Norman Moblin, the Green Goblin. <laughs> What about the green meanie? Yeah, or Jompy the genie. <laughs> Jompy the genie. But yeah, bad plan. He's like, I'm going to have this glider go directly towards me. <laughs> towards me. Impale us both in a grim death. Uh, yeah, so then he says, Godspeed, Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, that's and, my uh... favorite line. Godspeed, Spider-Man. <laughs> and the glider comes flying. Of course, Spider-Man has spider sense, so he There's just jumps clip. over it and it impales... Green Goblin's groin. But the way the cut like... goes, it's like going right towards his groin, and then uh, Willem Dafoe's just like, oh. And his eye is like, he's like, he's like, oh. And then like it's stabbed right in the bladder. And it's yeah. cold. It didn't think that through. Wow. It's cold. <laughs> and yeah, he his last words are, don't tell Harry. And then he dies. And uh, Spider-Man lays him to rest back at his uh, family home. Harry sees this, and he assumes Spider-Man killed his dad for some reason. And and killed his dad naked. And he has a gun. He's about to shoot him with a gun. But then Spider-Man's gone. Straight shoot Spider-Man. Right. (laughs) And then we're at the funeral of Norman Osborn. Harry vows to kill Spider-Man. Mary Jane confesses that... uh, She's in love with him, and uh, Spider-Man's like, you know what? I can't deal with this right now, but we'll, I'll always be your friend. And they kiss, and she touches her lips, and she's like, holy shit, maybe that was really similar to somebody oh, else. Same. I missed that. I could taste cheese- that, cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that breath is cheeseburger <laughs> breath, just like Spider-Man. I had a lot of onions on that one. <laughs> Before that, though, he talks to uh, Harry, and he's like, we're just trying to be a good friend still. He's like, I'm sorry, Harry. Like, 
I know I'm I I know what it's like to lose a father, and I'm just like thinking about mm-hmm. that that like line. I'm just like fuck, like because he lost Uncle Ben, but like they don't ever He's bring up his parents fathers. in the movie. I'm like, yeah, yeah he lost mm-hmm. his real dad too. Like that's really sad mm-hmm. that like him and Uncle Ben, you know. And all yeah. he does is be nice to Harry, and Harry's just like a jerk. <laughs> so yeah, he's like, like, no, my dad was stolen from me, not yeah. like your dad. And Peter's like, well, my dad was murdered by a thug on the side of the on the side of the on the side of the street. So I think I do understand. Yeah, but yeah, and then they uh, to- Peter's yes. like, oh, we can't be together because basically I'm Spider Man, but I can't tell you, and it's yeah. tragic. And like, just be with her. But I'm like, I also like get it though, because you just don't want her to get in harm's way, you know. Yeah, he just lit- went through an experience with her life literally on the line because yeah. a bad guy knew who he was. Right. And yeah, um, then he just spider slings off into the sunset. We get that beautiful American flag shot of him on the <laughs> Empire oh State Building. Yeah. <laughs> he says something like, and, "This is my gift. This is my curse. I'm Spider Man, or something." It's like, yeah. yeah, it is kind of a curse because you can't mm-hmm. be exactly who you want to be, but yeah, you're not going to be liked by everybody. But you have a new mission, <laughs> new mm-hmm. responsibility, great new power. power. And that's the that's a wrap on the first Spider Man. Yeah, I just love the whole. Huh? You forgot the best part, which was the cut to Nickelback song. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Story of my childhood. <laughs> Story of my childhood. But just that web slinging looks so good in that movie still. like mm-hmm. It just feels like the most Spider-Man moment out of like any of the movies, I think, was him slinging through New York. Because I don't really remember visuals too much from the Amazing Spider-Mans and then like the new ones. like He hasn't been in New York really right. he's been in like europe yeah. and like a bombed out base in outer space <laughs> like, <he's just> been <laughs> in new york proper so it just feels so like iconic i'm like that's such a great way to end this movie yeah. and like this movie just feels so brisk it doesn't overstay its welcome but it also doesn't feel too slight at the same time mm-hmm. it's just very like perfectly tempered i guess to be like a, the ultimate popcorn movie <laughs> like i just think there's just so much about it that i like Absolutely, uh, Turin. What was what was the game you wanted to play at the end of this? Like Norman's nonsense or Green Goblin Willem, goodies or what was it called? Willem Defun. Willem, Willem, Willem Defun. That's Willem right. Defun. His, his, his funnest <laughs> moments. <laughs> did you did you rank? No, I, I was going to rank them, but I did I didn't. This? But I think like you lazy. <laughs> I know. I got... MTV's funnest <laughs> Green Goblin moments. Yeah. No, I think. Hi, welcome to our BuzzFeed Top Five Countdown. I'm here with Sir O'Neill. <laughs> I think we, I think we covered most of his like good moments because he only has like a few scenes yeah. in this entire movie, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. But I think the only one that I can think of that we didn't go over was that like I can't remember where it is in the movie where they go to like um, Harry and uh, Toby's apartment or Peter, Peter, mm-hmm. I should say. Sorry. Um, yeah. And uh, I think it's the one after like uh, Peter finds out that. Um, Harry is seeing Mary Jane, and mm-hmm. like Norman brings it up, he's like, "Oh, what? Tell me about this woman." And Peter's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And Harry tries to change the subject by going like, "Oh, Peter, maybe you should give him a job." And Willem Dafoe just like his face just lights up like it's fucking Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? 
oh my god, yes, let's do it. <laughs> it's just like complete overreaction to this scene. He's, he just looks he looks the happiest so I've ever excited. seen any human being <laughs> to have this brought up. He's so happy. <laughs> that he might work with Peter Parker. <laughs> it's amazing. I totally forgot until now because it's such a minor thing, but um, <laughs> their butler, Bernard or whatever... <laughs> <laughs> um, shout out to Nick Paverka who wrote the theme song for our podcast but he would always bring this up to me <laughs> his butler Bernard who's just like oh, Master Osborne like blah 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 like he's just such a throwaway character <laughs> and Green Goblin or Harry Al- Norman would always say Bernard but then Harry would always say Bernard <laughs> I think especially in the second one he'd just be like Thanks, Bernard. It's like you can't even name you can't even call your butler his name properly. Like, it's so funny. It's hilarious. Thanks, Bernard. It's rich person problems. Yeah. It's probably not even it's his like, real name. Yes, oh, We're like Bernard eventually kinda becomes complicit with shit, but like the third one is weird. Mm. He's like just a butler guy and he's just still in all three of them and then he's like, Maybe you should kill Spider Man. Yeah. Well doesn't he Harry, like, like doesn't he tell him about like Norman Osborn being Green Goblin at one point? Yeah, he does. Right. So he kind of sets stuff off. It's like, come on, Bernard. <laughs> Bernard. He's like the evil anti-Alfred. Yeah. <laughs> Bernard. Um, I was just going to ask... what was your game? Yeah, I was going to ask you guys, who do you think would uh, play Green Goblin in like, the modern Spider-Man movies? Who would be good Ooh, for that? Oh, shit. That's a good question. He would probably just be like a CG- over-CG'd person, unfortunately. Yeah, right. Instead of like... A big costume, which would be kind of a bummer, but if he had the sparkly, like, not sparkly, but, like, the purple, like, <laughs> Speedo and, like, cut-off shirt and, like, funny and sleep cap, like, I would be down still. <laughs> yeah. That'd be kind of fun. But who, who do you think would be design. a good modern Green Goblin? I'd just get Willem Dafoe again, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. I'm perfectly happy with that. <laughs> Just have the old Sinister I'm... Six, because, like, Michael <laughs> Keaton's kind of old now. And... Yeah. yeah. Spider-Man just beats the shit a bunch of old men. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to vi- visualize an MCU, I guess, our Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, Norman. And so I'm kind of playing by him being a leader of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the comics during one segment. Yeah. Uh... It's kind of hard to play some right now. It really yeah. is. I need somebody sinister, but like charming at the same time. I think uh, like he's already in the MCU, but like Robert Redford is like an older version of him. I think <laughs> he's very. He's like eighty. I know, right? He's very <laughs> old. Uh, somebody cool. I need like the anti Robert Downey Jr. Like I need somebody who's like that level but evil. Yeah. That's a hard question, Tyler. Oh. I'll start it off, I guess. I, I, I can only... Th- like I'm having a hard time, too, but I'm thinking Tom Hardy, but he's already Venom. <laughs> so He is already he's Venom. He's a little too young, I guess, too. Uh, he could possibly do it, but I just... I, I don't see him as, like, a leading, like, CEO with, like, big machinations. Yeah, that's true. He's, like, a bit too wild. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be really good as a wild green goblin. Like, I, I see where you're coming from in that regard, but I, I can't see him as Norman that much. Yeah, I could think maybe, like, uh, Billy Crudup or something. Mm. I don't know. It's just so tough to think of, like, the right person. I could see, like, a kill Billy Crystal. Crystal. Like a... How about Ben Mendelsohn? <laughs> ben Mendelsohn. What's he been, What's he in? He's uh, Krennic, Orson Krennic from Rogue One. Oh. Outsider. Outsider. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, he's the outsider. No, he's the he's the cop oh, and the okay. outsider. He is the outsider. <laughs> I could see someone like Killian okay. Murphy doing it. Like, he's got that kind of. That's Mickelson. <laughs> yeah, he could be Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> but I guess he's already in the MCU. What is he? Oh yeah, he's the bad guy. Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, he's in Doctor oh, Strange. Oh, I, I said Killian Murphy. Sorry, I thought we were talking about. Oh yeah, Ben Mendelsohn's Killian also in the MCU now. Dang it, he's in Captain Marvel. Hmm. Who's Killian? Who's Killian something or Killian Murphy? Scarecrow. He's, he's Scarecrow in Batman Begins. Yeah. Oh. He'd be hey, good. He's kind of got that crazy yeah. Willem Dafoe energy. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. I like Killian Murphy in Dunkirk because like he's supposed to just be like a soldier that's like you guys both saw it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like just a soldier that's like has like he's basically having like I don't know. He's just going kind of crazy basically on that boat or whatever, and mm-hmm. you'd never think about his age. Cause it's like, oh yeah, it's Clay Murphy. He's like twenty, right? <laughs> He's like almost fifty. It's like, why did they cast him as like this soldier who's all like war torn? Yeah, I would. He's kind of. I'd be down maybe looking. for. I'd be down maybe for a Christian Bale on the subject of Batman people, maybe as Green Goblin, Norman Osborn. I think he could be kind of cool. Yeah, bring that uh, American Psycho energy. But he's gonna be in Thor four. Yeah, and I I think he's already gonna be playing an angry business mogul. I, there are rumors he's gonna be a. Uh, the leader of Roxon, and I'm like, I like that. Going to turn into a big Minotaur, maybe that's cool. Oh, is that what? That <laughs> <is>? Yeah. <laughs> Christian Bale actually becomes Minotaur. Yeah, it's pretty sick. And then like, races I a race that. car. <laughs> <laughs> well, in a in Immortal Hulk right now, um, Roxon has like a scary Minotaur. It's so kick ass. You need to read Immortal Hulk, Tyler. You'd have a shit ton of fun. It's so awesome. Yeah, I'm really liking the Hulk more and more nowadays. Yeah, um, Al Ewing's just doing a fantastic job with him right now. Well, man, it's a really tough ant- question to like see who would you cast for Green Goblin. But yeah, let us know, people <laughs> who listen to this. Tweet at us oh, yeah, at Franchise do. Pod. Who do you think would be Jacob? Let us know. <laughs> yeah, Jacob, who tweets at us. <laughs> uh, somebody else tweet at us too, please. Let us know who you think would be a good modern Green Goblin. We'd love to Hugh hear Hugh Jackman. It. Oh wow, huh. he could do it. I could work. Yeah. He could. Do, he can do anything. All right. Well, All right. well. Let's <laughs> <laughs> make up with like Idris Elba. Maybe Idris Elba. I don't know. That'd be cool. That'd Daniel be cool. Craig. Daniel Craig with a southern accent for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Patterson as Hobgoblin. Yeah, he'd be pretty good. I agree. All right. Yeah, I think so. I'd like him in a Spider-Man movie. Well, Taron, mm-hmm. thanks for playing with us. Yeah, Taryn, thanks for ha- hanging out for Spider-Man. over two hours talking yeah. about Spider-Man with us and refusing to eat and it is like 11 o'clock. <laughs> I'm fasting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks for having me. It was good. It's fun. Yeah, this will probably end up being our longest episode because I want to just oh, yeah. have all the Spider-Man content in here still. <laughs> yeah, but, I'm going to I'm gonna show this and then I think my sister Grayson, she, her big critique for every time I release one of these, she's like, you should just get it down to like 45 minutes. <laughs> like no. 40 minutes. No, and I, I'm like, I'm like, no, that kind of defeats the purpose. It's it's the franchise. We, we hang out as friends, and then we yeah. talk about a movie. <laughs> Sorry, Grayson like, Hansen, creator of our excellent artwork, but an hour and twenty minutes is too short for me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> She'll probably be on for our Legally Blonde. I think we're gonna do that after Spiderman. Is, yeah. is that a franchise? Yet? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, Maybe. there's Legally Blonde one and two, and then three. But three's like Legally a big dumb down. Three. So I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but Turner, do you have anything to plug? Um, just my stomach. 
with food. <laughs> oh, come on. No, man. I don't. I'm off all social media because I hate the world. So. Yeah. Well, I'm go. sorry for insulting Irish cinemas. <laughs> yeah, I've, just Ireland in I, general. I, to I be forgot honest. all of that happened. I, feel, I had my own <laughs> Irish cinema when I was there when we were stuck in a snowstorm. Did we? Did we? And we watched. The st- oh, we went to Stella, didn't we? Thing. No, I just said I had I had my own Irish cinema oh. when we were all stuck in a snowstorm oh. watching thirty movies in like four days. <laughs> That's true. I, I feel like... including such great hits as The Snowman, the Snowman yeah. and Classics. Event Horizon <laughs> and oh, uh, Pygmy's Sounds... Legends of the Jungle or whatever it's called. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> the classic time. Yeah. Uh, Connery, do you have anything to plug? Um, if you enjoy the sound of my voice and talking nonsense and you also like tabletop role-playing games, you should probably check out Starship Impala. It's hosted by me and four other amazing friends, and we play through the Starfinder game. And yeah, it's a hell of a lot of fun. And uh, we're on our second season now. We have over 100 hours of content, and it's just sitting there ripe for the listening to, especially during these quarantine days. If you want to follow me on Twitter and see me retweet uh, comic book creators, you can follow me at Connor A. Hansen, spelled with a K, or Connerth, also spelled with a K. Yay. Uh, I'm not going to plug anything this time, because please go follow our social media, because <laughs> I don't yes, think I've done a good do job of doing that yet. So Twitter, at FranchisePod, and Instagram, at FranchisePod. Definitely have not. Um, I had to go searching for these things earlier today. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. I was late to it. And then also Sorry. Facebook. So, the same thing, the franchise on Facebook. Uh, follow any of those and tweet at us, and we'll tweet back at you and have fun polls and stuff. So, thanks for yeah, coming. We, we love you all. We want more fan engagement. <laughs> yes, and these episodes will now be two hours and 45 minutes <laughs> per Jesus. Grayson's request. <laughs> per Grayson's request. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Listen to you next time. All right, goodbye, everybody. You sure you want to know? You know, 
I'm something of a scientist myself. I don't want to fight you, Flash. I wouldn't want to fight me neither. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. They're crap. 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 Mega crap. I'll give you 200 bucks for all of them. Terry Masson, you swine! Sorry I'm late. It's a jungle out there. I had to beat an old lady with a stick to get these crayons. <laughs> we are who we choose to be. Spider-Man. Godspeed, Spider-Man. Who am I? I'm Spider-Man.